wine yet. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Welcome back to This is a Takeover. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here to introduce your hosts, Shelby Deathray Patterson and Gina, bless your heart, Brafford. Thank you, David, and welcome to This is a Takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Brafford. And we are here to talk about All In 2023, but before we start this card. Oh. I feel like there is some news that needs to be shared yes. with the group. So here's the thing. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and talk about I'm going to let you know when because oh. it's actually important as okay. to the order of events. So just so listeners know, if you are listening to this, we are actually recording this earlier than we normally like record immediately um, the day after yes yeah, so we are recording this the day after all in normally our schedules are so crazy we yeah. can't get together until like the baby uh, yes and she makes things very <laughs> unpredictable right so the fact that i'm able to be here the day after is insane huzzah and the fact that i don't even know about this news yet but is you also crazy and it's been killing me all day you've been a fantastic best friend and she, i greatly appreciate it. i asked her because I texted her this morning. I said, did you hear about the drama? And she goes, what drama? And I said, don't you dare look at anything. And I said, you know, I have ways. And I said, yeah, don't you dare. <laughs> if you really want, if you really want it to be as awesome as of a so reveal. You're, so you're going to make me wait even longer. It's I've not been as, waiting all day. It's not as long as you think. Okay. I promise you. Okay, fine. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> after, after the Samoa Joe match and punk match. Okay, fine. I promise. So fine, we're just going to go ahead and jump right in because I want to know this freaking news. Hey, y'all. Hey. Okay. So we had two matches on the pre-show. Yes, we did. So to me, it's such a stark and weird contrast to go from a WWE pay-per-view where it's just like a roundtable discussion. Yeah. And you don't ever really have anything except NXT is kind of bringing the pre-show matches back. Yeah. But even then, like they're not not really announced. Like, they kind yeah. of are like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is happening. It's like, like a last surprise. minute. But to have two matches on a pre-show. And to have them advertised. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're pretty big matches. Because yeah. you had the ROH tag title match. Which, which is huge. And yeah. has, like, two of the biggest guys in the company in it. Double clothesline. That, I will talk about that yeah, in a minute. Will. The fact that they're <laughs> able to get that, that over is insane to me. And then you also I'm have the F- with the kangaroo kick. Well, that that's also true. <laughs> but then you have the FTW championship match. Yes. Also on the pre-show. Yes. So I feel like having two matches and then having so you have one at the beginning and then one at the end of the pre-show and then you have all of your hype for the pay-per-view in between yeah i feel like that's really smart it was really smart and it made me pay attention more Mm -hmm. but i think the placement really was because i yeah like it wasn't until you just said that where i was like i yeah i never think of it that way i don't i don't yeah because normally it's just here's all of our promotion stuff that you've seen 700 times i think if they would have switched the two matches yes but that was also probably selfish because 
we were i got stuck in a drive-through line yeah after church on sunday Lord. and i missed the first match which yes. i was really upset about yes it was really the only one i wanted to watch on the pre-show and, and we even said we were like how much you want to bet that that's going to be the first one and it was and it was and I was sitting because in the drive-through line, and didn't even occur to me that it was on YouTube, so I could have watched it while I was waiting. Oh, I know. Oh, that occurred to me halfway through, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna miss it, and I'll just have to, you know." <laughs> but no, like I could have watched it on YouTube in my car. But you know, that's either here or there. I didn't think of that. Either. Mom brain is still very real, guys. <laughs> it is. It will be real probably for the rest of my life. I don't even so. have an excuse. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll give I'll give you my excuse. It's fine. Fair thanks. You're very involved in Lottie's <laughs> life, so like you can you can use that excuse oh, if that's you want. Funny. Oh my god. But so we have the ROH tag titles as our first match on Zero Hour, which is what they call their pre-show. Dun, dun, dun. Which the fact that they even call their pre-show something is funny to me. It's they gotta label a lot of things. They do. They have to label everything. <laughs> like everything has to have a name. And they say, it's just a pre-show. Just, just call it a pre-show. Pre like, what does zero hour even mean? <laughs> like, it's like, are you saying it's like not enough? Like zero? Like, <laughs> it makes me think like that's a negative connotation. Well, you know how, like at first, everything, like all their pay-per-views were based off of like gambling. Yeah. In Vegas, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, all in was based off mm -hmm. of that, right? So I don't know what. It, someone will tell us probably sure. what that means, but. I have no idea. Yes. Um, so it's against Aussie Open versus Better Than You, baby. <laughs> Better Than You, which baby. Which is MJF and Adam Cole, which... Can we just talk about <sighs> when this started, how we laughed? Oh, absolutely. How we laughed. This we was like, going to oh. be, okay, they're going to turn on each other in the first round of this oh, and blind like eliminator second. tournament. Yeah. Because they were in the middle of a feud, mm -hmm. right? So obviously they're gonna turn mjf is gonna pretend that he's his friend and mm -hmm. then at the like most opportune moment if they even get close to the final like he's gonna turn on them Absolutely. he's gonna do one thing wrong and he's just gonna turn on them then they make it through the tournament and then not only do they become the most like lovable tag team the cutest best friends sorry but they sorry best friends actual best friends yeah and their finishing maneuver for their tag finisher is a double clothesline where they hold hands. Like, I just don't. It's the best. It's the same. MJF did this with, um, I think it was a, um, oh gosh, what it was the headlock takeover, takedown or headlock takeover or something. It was, it's a simple move that he said, I can beat anybody with. And it was this whole thing with Ricky Starks. Yes. Um, yes, there it is. Sorry. And he was saying, I can, you know, I can beat you with this simple takedown maneuver. And he did. Yeah. And that was the thing. And he got that move over, which is usually just like a setup for yeah. another bigger finisher. Mm -hmm. It's the same with the double clothesline. Yeah. Like a clothesline is it's like a oh, nothing like move. It like it knocks you down for a second and then you get back up. Well, it's something that wrestlers use in training yeah. when they're just starting out. Like they're, that's running the ropes Yeah, is seeing if you can take like multiple clotheslines. Like that's a, that's a very popular like transition phase in a match. And they made it their finisher. <laughs> like I, and and they, the kangaroo kick. They made it to where... There's a double clothesline t-shirt 
That is one of I, the highest selling t-shirts on AEW I want to talk to the finance person and be like, how much money have y'all got? Like just a loan from this, mm-hmm. from this storyline. And I'm sure it was something because MJF came up with the other one. Like I'm sure he was like, hey, oh. let's just see if we can get this, this oh, yeah. move over. And people chant it now. Double they chant double clothesline. And they also have a t-shirt now for kangaroo kick. I'm buying it. I they do. It is a kangaroo it. kick with boxing gloves on. Yes. Is the, is the shirt black? It, uh, I don't know. But it has, a, it has the scarf. Like he's wearing the scarf. Shut up. I'm buying it yes. now. You know it's probably black though. All of their <laughs> like, shirts are black. I won't look it up. I won't look it up. I won't look it up. But um, I just, I feel like this match was short. But it was on the pre-show, so it kind of, I guess it kind of has to be, right? But I feel like it could have gone on longer, and I would have been just fine with that. Oh, sure, but, but they had a lot of exposition to get through and to they, try to sell the pay-per-view. And they couldn't have gone on too long because they had the main event. Yeah, I, so I was thinking they could have switched this mm-hmm. and made it so that way, like... It still would have been it enough makes, time. It makes people watch the whole pre-show to get to the end. That's fair. But, I, I mean... I feel like, like, truthfully, though, like, these are nitpicky things because oh, it is. there was nothing, like, you know, wrong. Oh, there was nothing wrong with no, this match No, all. no, this match was fantastic. It Look, did. I'm just going to say this. Good gracious. That man's ass is bodacious. <laughs> Aussie o- open. I have to remember. Hang on. I have I to make sure. I don't know their names. So it's um, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, and I, I think, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it, is it Davis? I think Davis is the mm. bodacious ass. Because Sounds like a bodacious name. Good gravy <laughs> like he's already just a tree trunk of a man right and then it's like cake <laughs> i'm so, i mean girls use that as a as a move all the time yeah. right like eo uses it he could um, he could hip ch- tony someone, tony, oh, tony. Uses it, right like why doesn't he use that hip because, checking right isn't that what it's called because if he did i think they'd go into the next century that's true i think they would <laughs> like like when keith lee threw adam <laughs> Just yeeting him right into yep. the crowd. That's what would happen. But this I'm, match was awesome. We have new ROH tag champs. We do with a combination kangaroo kick double clothesline. <laughs> That's what won this match. It's fantastic. Which I I called this one. Yeah, because you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, they have to win this. Yeah. Right. Because one, I like Aussie Open. Yeah. But they're they're not known. No, no, no. Right? And they they, they need... were known for being with Osprey. Yeah, but they haven't been with Osprey exactly. in a while cuz he's been on a singles run right now. So they've been linked together for a long time, but yeah. I don't I don't think they're people see them synonymous anymore. Yeah. And they need exposure for ROH. Absolutely. Because if they they need more eyes on ROH. Mm-hmm. So I think having the titles on MJF and Adam and the way that the main event played out makes it so that way there's going to be more exposure on Dynamite. Absolutely. Because they're going to take the titles there. They will probably be on ROH yep. as well. So I, I I think it was it would have been a dumb move to have them not win. Definitely. Um, I mean, at the time that I wrote my notes, I hadn't put a score because I hadn't seen it yet. But I gave, I give it a four. Absolutely. I mean, I, yes. I would have given it higher if it was longer. Oh, yeah. I but mean, I, five more minutes, ten more minutes. Yeah. Could easily have been a 4.5. I'm excited to see 
where it goes, honestly. Oh, I feel like this feud can easily go back to ROH and that can like start mm-hmm. both of their storylines very easily. Yeah. So, I mean, moving on to FTW Championship, you have yes. Jack Perry versus Hook. And this one, it was like, eh, mm-hmm. to me. Like, Perry came out in a limo mm-hmm. and they brawled on top of that and he has this new heel persona which i'm still not like 100 percent on board with i'm just so. i'm just really i don't know like i liked jungle boy a lot but i could see that that was going nowhere mm-hmm. especially now that christian has moved on yeah right and he's moved on in yeah. a big way yeah so that's a whole other storyline that i also want to see come to a, a ahead oh absolutely but that's for another we'll talk about that later but like i don't know and it the the whole like real glass comment like and i know what that is about Mm -hmm. because i had heard reports of heat with jack perry and cm punk backstage so and he said something about on collision jack perry wanted to use real glass in a promo Mm -hmm. and cm punk shot it down and yes. said no it's too dangerous and apparently that didn't set well with perry and guess, there was an argument backstage or whatever i just thought the comment nobody knew what he was talking about yeah you know so unless you were so far into the dirt sheets like you wouldn't have known that that was i i had to look it up yeah and like you said i get google notifications on my phone yeah like it was such a weird placement and he was like see that real glass crimea river and i'm like okay really the whole crimea river thing just really turned me off i was like okay if you really wanted me to not like you as a heel like i'm there because that that was a really stupid thing to say i think so okay so i'm gonna go ahead and say that was part of the the news so now that you know that that's fine yeah um but yes so i'm just gonna go ahead and we're gonna talk about it okay fine so after this match, Jungle Boy walked out and Punk was right there because he was going to be the next match. Yeah, because he was the first match on the card. And so they started fighting. Like actual fighting? Right there, physical altercation. My God. Literal physical altercation. I yes, a, David. I had a feeling that yes. that was something, that it had something to do. Like, I need him so, to, first off, I need him to not only stop picking fights with people backstage but i need him to stop physically fighting people backstage because first it was the young bucks yes and now it's jack perry because this is the thing look all right if if i'm I'm gonna try and pull a robert brafford and and put myself in the position of both parties here let's go ahead and say that punk and the bucks have been just fighting for forever right like they've just already like they've always had beef and it just came to a head there is no reason whatsoever for this grown-ass man to physically fight this 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 very young man this child who is He's not a, a hot-headed you know young like wrestler like you, you as the the better quote better because right now you're not you're a piece of shit <laughs> the better bigger man you put your hands on a child essentially I know he's, for nothing i know he's nothing. not a child i know he's I know. not actually a child but no. he's in his 20s so he's yes. a child to us in in comparison <laughs> to literally this like what 45 
Like oh, forty sure. year old man. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. So, so there's no reason. So you're saying that he got into a physical altercation with Perry before going on, and he still went on for his. So literally, match. according to the people that are on the internet, they had a, uh, I wouldn't say knockout dragout, but they were sitting there fighting, just you know, slapping each other, throwing punches. And then his music hit, he turned around, he walked out, and that's why he had that shit-eating oh. grin the whole match, Shelby. Because then he ended up winning. Sorry to spoil the next Because match, he but. got away with it. So here's my thing, and I didn't know this. When I heard that Punk was coming to Collision, like that that was a thing, I just thought it was because there was nowhere else to put him. I did not realize he has say. Yeah, apparently. Which, that's the thing. So that's the thing. So yeah. if, if Perry's pissed about that, I don't blame him. Because that's mm-hmm. horseshit. Because originally, this was just to put him somewhere. Yeah. So he didn't cause drama. Well... But now he's in charge of it? So... Question mark? I want to give the FTW match a, a rating before yes. I get into yes. this. So I gave, this, I gave it a three and a half. Yeah. Just because I... It was, it it was, was weird. And Hook won. And now he has the title again. Yay. And, which they shouldn't have taken him off, in, off of him in the first place. Yes. So I think they were just kind of writing that wrong. Honestly true. But I think it's also setting up for probably another match at next week's pay-per-view, which is well, all out. maybe. We'll see. Yes, David. We have another AEW pay-per-view next... Or this coming up Sunday. It's all out. Yet another uh, pay-per-view I'm going to have to miss because Free Rain Theater presents a soldier's <laughs> hey, play coming up this plug. weekend in Rock Hill, South Carolina at the Thomas Gettys courtroom. Yes, absolutely. If you don't have your tickets, go get them Honestly, now. Honestly, last weekend to see it. So you got to get your tickets. And, and they are selling like hotcakes. They are. Um, but yes, that is next week as well. And I will be missing that one as well. But it's fine because yeah. other, our other team is going to be covering that one. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. But I gave it a three and a half. I mean, it was fine. I said three. Whatever. So that's fair. Like it, and now with knowing that, which again, I figured when I saw that, because full disclosure, I did see yeah. who who it was with. I mean, at that point, you had to. I mean... But the the tiny little... Like, because this is the thing about this man. Like, he he just is so... I don't think... I guess this is a verb. I'm making it a verb. Instigatable. <laughs> like, he <laughs> Sure. Just, he yeah, just, I like, know what you mean. Something... Somebody breathes on this man, and he's like... <laughs> yeah. Because like, he tried that shit with, with um, Hangman. <sighs> Hangman's in the back literally eating lunch not given two flying fucks and he's, he's tried to do it with hangman for a while I know. and it's like dude he's just not taking the bait that's, no because he's smart well and because it doesn't matter here's the thing with go, moving to the actual card yes with you have cm punk versus samojo for the quote-unquote real world heavyweight <laughs> title which it makes me laugh every time <laughs> i honestly i think it makes sense for for him Honestly, like it, this is the most relatable storyline I think he has had in AEW so far, because this is really what he feels. Yeah. Because basically the whole gist of it is he he never technically lost the title. He had to relinquish it because he got suspended because of the shit that happened at All Out last year. Yes. So he technically has never lost it. So now on collision, he has presented the 
quote unquote real world heavyweight title. Um, a real world AEW, whatever the fuck the it's championship. called. Right, the real, the real top prize or whatever. Um, and he's defending that now. And he has put a black X over it. In spray paint. In spray paint, because it's my symbol. Mm. Which I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, For someone who's straight edge, maybe you should have a drink. <laughs> maybe that would, like... like just, or or do something, like... like Yeah, I look, don't know. I, I appreciate all people who are straight edge. I'm just making a joke. But n- seriously, like, he, he needs some form of... Something. Because the anchor is... That's a problem. Yeah, because this match with him and Samoa Joe, like the history that they were playing up before this, like it's it's cool because it does go back like a very very okay. long time. Okay. And with their time in Ring of Honor together, and you know all this shit. But like, honestly, any CM Punk match that I watch now, I can't watch like I used to. Yeah. Because. Not just with the stuff that he's done in AEW, but the stuff that he has done in WWE on top of the stuff that he's done in AEW. Yes. It has compounded to where I just can't even watch a CM Punk-related match without immediately thinking of all of that stuff. Yes. And that's unfortunate to me because I think that the people who now have to work with him suffer because of, of that course. because we just we just watched the cm punk match when we got here and it was fine yeah I like mean, it was it was fine like shout my, out to joe oh he carried it joe lit- literally with that freaking disaster of a what was that thing punk did that just, oh that hurricane rana that was absolutely deplorable that one and also Ugh. him trying to get out of the muscle buster and oh, just, and just falling <laughs> well he busted a muscle well <laughs> dear lord he, he literally ragdolled. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. I just, I don't really have much to say about this one, I to mean, be honest with you. Yes. I mean, I, I wish that I can look at it. It's kind of like, okay, this is, I'm not saying that this is the same thing mm-hmm. exactly, but it's like watching a Roman Reigns match now. Like, it's that same so, icky feeling. There's so much backstage politics that go into who wins a match and why they win it and why they win it at this time versus this time and why someone would drop the belt here instead of here. There's so much public knowledge about that now. And Roman has held the title for so long. It's not enjoyable anymore. It was, it, it kind of started to be enjoyable again with the whole bloodline stuff. Mm-hmm. But now with the whole Jimmy and Jay thing, it's made it, Yeah, it's made the only thing that was saving it Meh. Right. Because that's how it was with Sammy. And that's now how it was with the Usos. And now that both of those things are gone, now Roman has to stand on his own. It's not enjoyable anymore. Yeah. So relating it to CM Punk. Yes. You, you have this guy who you know is brass and very outspoken in real life. And it's bleeding into his character on screen. So the heat that he has from people outside as Phil... Mm-hmm. Now they have it with CM Punk, who is supposed to be a different person. If you're looking at how wrestling is supposed to work, and I so this is exactly amazing segue because this is what I really wanted to talk about. As someone who did not watch Punk in WWE, who never had that experience, 
I can clearly see that he's, yeah, sure, he can do some moves. Yeah, he can, he can wrestle a few things. Like, he, he definitely could when he was in WWE. Like, I, I, I saw some of like clips and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, he, he was but great. this is the thing that I think is just pissing me off the most now. This is clearly proving that he cannot do anything unless it's just be him. And mm-hmm. here's the thing about wrestling. Yes, you're going to be a superstar. You're going to have a lot of fame. You're going to have this. But you also have to remember that it's not really you if you're actually good (laughs) and i think this is the thing that pisses me off about punk the most is that clearly he cannot do anything unless it's just him being a bitch sitting and fighting Mm -hmm. and that's not enjoyable because i know that there's no element of of character of of just stretching boundaries of of doing anything he just it's disappointing it is, and I think that, unfortunately, he's always, just like everybody else, every bad person, right? Yeah. For making it a global thing, every bad person is always going to have a fan group, right? No matter what they do, no matter, you know, how bad things get, there's always going to be a core group of supporters for that person, regardless of what they do. And those people are the ones that buy his merch. They're the people that buy tickets. They're the people who put money down. And that's why he's still here. I, that's I, 100% the reason why that Tony Khan has not fired his ass already. Because it's he because he draws people. Like, they, they wouldn't have been able to sell out Wembley if all of that hadn't occurred. Which, like... I'm, I mean, I'm just, that's, that's my opinion. I'm not saying it's indisputable fact. Yeah. I'm just saying what my opinion is because that's what this show is. Yeah. But I definitely think that the fact that like the UK has like a huge presence in wrestling also helped, but no, of course that definitely had an influence. Well, on it. him being on the card at all absolutely has had a, if you look at statistically, if you look at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. sales and merch sales and all that stuff that goes into a pay-per-view sale. If you look at that, since he has been on the roster, it has gone up tremendously. Mm-hmm. So Tony Khan's not stupid when no. it comes to financial decisions. Just obviously, a little, because just a little chicken. <laughs> he they're on year four now, and now they've sold out Wembley Stadium with what was it, eighty-one thousand people? Oh, yeah, we gotta talk about that. They too. pulled a WWE, <laughs> and they and in the shit. middle of the pay per view was like, "Hey, remember that number that we told you? We actually." Sorry. Went over that, and it's now 81,000. Yeah, it was great, because I called it, like, about <laughs> 10 minutes before it happened. But Yeah, this but I, I do, I honestly, I, I think that. I that's really fair. do. I can see that. I do want to just go ahead real quick and just say, Samojo, you did fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and even say, like, I had you as a runner-up for EST <laughs> because of your amazing, like, how you threw Punk through that table. And then flipped him the bird. It was amazing. Yeah. That, that was a runner-up EST. So shout out to you, Samoa so, Joe, for literally, physically, and m- metaphorically carrying this match. So what would you give this? Because <sighs> we have to give it something. To someone else. <laughs> Can we give it to Joe? You give, give your score to Joe. Joe is honestly a four. Okay. Because truthfully, like... <laughs> I don't know if we should give... So let's, I'll let, do three. Let's say three. It averages three. out to three. Yes. Right? So, th- 
three because, I mean, he no, does no wrong, technically. Um, he, he's great. He's fantastic. He carried that match physically. But I think it's also, I, I, gave, I wanted to give him a four because I think, I think he really was pissed at him. No, I, I, think, think, I think he was well, a little obviously, bit. Obviously, he had he to have been in Gorilla and have seen all of that. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. you're going to potentially jeopardize and have my oh. match be pulled because your ass can't handle some, yeah. like, backstage politics. Yeah, and then I will go ahead and say, because there's step, uh, speculation, like, somebody, I think it was Hobbs. Don't quote me on this internet. I'll go back and look at it. But one person is denying it happened at all. Of course. And that's I was like, what, well, they did the same thing with the elite fight. Exactly. So now I'm like, oh, it did happen. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> like no, immediately. One no one, I'm sure no one believes no. that that didn't actually happen. No. But anyway, we, we can move on from, from this match. Um, wipe my hands of that. So next we have the Golden Elite, which is Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi versus Bullet Club Gold, which is Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Takeshita, which I just want to quote uh, JR um, right now. <laughs> Yay. Why is there so much gold in this match? <laughs> I asked An this. actual thing that he asked on commentary. That's right. And the I response. I forgot that and then I asked that today. The response that he got was, well, that's the name of the teams, JR. <laughs> they are so over him. It is so funny. Like, it is just at this point. I can't help. He, he, there was there was a Freddie Mercury thing that was said during the pre-show because obviously it's Wembley, so like and that's what they had. I, I they to made a reference too because I think um, there were a few people that had some um, Freddie-inspired gear for that night. Jericho and, also did that, and we'll talk about that. And um, <laughs> I think it was Excalibur said something about <laughs> Freddie Mercury, and then Jr. goes, "Well, I wonder if he's here." Oh, David. <laughs> And then Excalibur goes, well, he's been dead for years now, JR, so I don't think so. You I good, was, David? I laughed so hard. I wish I could tell you when it was in the pay-per-view because I don't remember. I, but, but I it remember was that a moment. Genuine, right. He wasn't joking. No, he, wasn't. he was not joking. No, like, it was... Look, we love JR. JR has can, had a career of many, many fabulous years. Yeah. JR, it's okay to go home. It's, honey. it's time. It's, it's okay they have to go him. Home. They only have him for certain matches now. Because well, he During pay per views yeah. and then during Dynamite, he's barely on and he's not on any of the other shows. He's, so it, they're, they're gradually taking him off. Like, I, I respect him. For, oh, yeah. for his years and years of commentary of service, service. <laughs> and he has paved the way for a lot of other commentators but oh, absolutely. like sometimes you just got to know when to go it's time so wait back. was freddie mercury there or not it's <laughs> a good question david in spirit you know he probably was he there probably in was. spirit he probably even did like a whole leg oh. he's like what is here now like <laughs> because bro I, <laughs> we'll get to that jericho tribute because lord freddie would have rolled his eyes but i think i mean this match i know the whole reason why it's the golden elite mm -hmm. is because of ibushi and kenny so they used to be a tag team over in japan and oh. they were called the golden lovers which okay i don't I, I bet it sounds really cool in japanese oh yeah but in in english it's translated as the golden lovers yeah um <laughs> So they were they were on a team with Hangman, so that's why they were the Golden Elite. So Understood. Like, 
And with Bullet Club Gold, I know Bullet Club was also a New Japan thing, and Jay White was the leader of Bullet Club Gold. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of different leaders of Bullet Club, Adam Cole being one, Kenny Mm -hmm. Omega being one. Finn was in it for a while. Finn was the leader for a while. Yeah. Um, and but Jay White's iteration of it was, was the gold version of it. Yeah. Don't know why. I just it's it's the color they chose. Understood. Um, I'm sure there's another meaning to it, but I don't know. It probably was um, just so he could be like, well, we're gold too. It's basically, <laughs> this one was not the best elite match I've no, ever seen. Like I have definitely seen better matches with Kenny and Hangman involved. I. I feel bad because like when I went back and I was like looking at my, you know, the list today to just prepare, mm-hmm. I I felt bad because I, the only thing I remembered was how we talked about, you know, he looks like the Honeycombs guy. Oh, Juice Robinson. Yeah. If you, Do you remember that? If you look up a picture of him, I mean, if you don't know what he looks like, guys, look up a picture of Juice Robinson. That's his name. Yes. And... I can't with that man. I a cannot. A comparison shot with him and the Honeycombs mascot. It is uncanny. From, from the 2000s. You really do can't it, David, do it. tell a difference. Like, it's insane. It's and that man is married to Tony Storm. Tony. Can we just talk about that for a second? Tony. Like, he's, Tony. he's married to Tony Storm. Tony. Which, I'm not yucking anyone's yuck. David, is it not? Is it not a spinning <laughs> image of that man? <laughs> Guys, you can't see this right now, but David is... On the verge of tears right now. <laughs> you know, you said the honeycomb man, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't remember what the honeycomb man uh-huh, looks like. Uh-huh. Well, I saw Juice Robinson's picture before I saw the comparison, and I was like, oh, right, that's, and then I saw them side by side. Because, of course, I'm not the first person to have made this comparison. Oh, no. Yep. 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 Wow. It is, you know, we'll have to post a picture on our Instagram oh, of them side by side. That would be amazing. Because it is uncanny how crazy <laughs> it is. He's got them bug eyes and everything. Anyway, yes, anyway. I just, I think that, I thought oh. that Don Callis was going to be more of an influence in this match because he was ringside and he's having all that beef with Kenny. They didn't interact. No. Like at all. And, I mean, Takeshita is his guy right mm-hmm. now, which I'm going to be completely honest with you. I keep forgetting that he is with Callus uh, right now. Yes. Because, well, Osprey is also with Don Callis right now. So, that, cause that, so it's, but they haven't been on a team yet. It's really weird. They could have just, like, let him be with Osprey and it would have been fine. Yeah, I just don't think he needed to be out there nah. with, nah. with Takeshita because... There doesn't need to be any more heat on the match. Yeah. And that's the only reason why he would be out there. Takeshi had his own heat. He, he was just fine. He did. He and, was just fine. Which is why I don't think Callus was really needed and why he didn't do anything. Because I think the reason why he was out there was supposed to be to... Because he's a heat magnet right now. So, yeah. like, they needed more heat on that team. Because, to me, putting the Bullet Club gold with them just didn't really yeah. make much sense they just needed two other people mm-hmm. um but i don't know this one didn't really do much for me i don't remember a lot of spots from it but all I, I know, I know is, they can work but. all i know is that um Takeshita rolled up kenny yeah. and it was a roll-up that's like something. it was out of all of the like things that a over six foot <laughs> japanese man could do mm-hmm. he rolled him up and there yeah. were certain moves i know there was some where kenny should not have done those moves on 
Takeshita because there was, that man, that's right. It was the spiked Hurricane Rana. Yes, because where, it was just like two inches or whatever. Like just. I mean, he hit he hit him full neck. Yeah. On the, on the mat, and I mean, he it was barely enough. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, there's there were some moves. I think they were too ambitious, and it just didn't hit. And yep. everybody else just kind of fell to the wayside. Like even Hangman. You, fell I to the wayside. I mean, he did one buckshot lariat, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he's in this match. I, I even was just going to say, I don't even remember, uh-huh. like, a move he did. Yeah, so, I mean, I gave it a three and a half. Like, it was fine. Again, yeah, three. I, the, the, you'll see a theme with that in my scoring, because there's a few matches that are just kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. They were there, which I feel like happens on AEW pay-per-view sometimes. Like, some of these literally could have been done on a Dynamite or a Rampage, mm-hmm. and some of them have. Yeah. Like, I've seen this already for free, you know? Mm. So, I mean, that might be something that they fix later on down the road. Yeah. Because they're still, like, a baby company. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like this one was one that could have... I feel like... They didn't need to have Kenny on the show, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes they're just like, okay, we have to fit Kenny and the Young Bucks on the show somehow. Well, yeah, because So, we're going to put them in. I remember there was, like, a spot, like, where um, one of the, um, who's the other male um, commentator, like, with Renee? With Renee? Like, there's him. There's a backstage person, you yeah. mean? Yeah. I, I don't know the man's okay, name. I He's can't got glasses, his, though, yes. right? I yeah. can't remember his name. They're square. He's got, like, kind of, like, salt and, salt and pepper hair. Yes. But... He went up to Kenny one time, and it was, like, three weeks ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, so, like, what's your plans for, like... And he was like, I mean, I'm on the way to talk. Like, I'm not quite sure, you know? And uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and that's the last time we heard about Kenny doing anything. Yeah. And even then, it was... Ooh, ambiguous. I think it's fine. Just don't have him on the yeah, card. it's just fine. Like, just have Hangman and Kenny just, like... They could still be there, but yeah. they don't need to be on the card. Yeah. Because there were ten matches total with the pre-show matches so yeah. you could have cut this one i feel I like think, this one definitely could have been <clears throat> cut because there was no stipulation to it at all it was just no. a regular six-man you know tag match yeah so anyway um next we have the AEW tag team championship match with ftr versus the young bucks which controversy aside yes one of the best matches of the they night in my opinion work I like think no one's business. I could see FTR Young Bucks forever and I'd be fine. Absolutely. Like, I And they even hinted at that. I hate that all the stuff with Cash Wheeler happened. I really do. I think it's really unfortunate timing and he definitely shouldn't have done it. Yeah. I'm not I am not advocating or, you know, no, condoning no, of any not. of his behavior at all. I think if you are in a road rage situation, the last thing you should do is flash a firearm at somebody. Like, seriously? Like, it's really stupid yeah. to, to do that, especially since you are on TV. Like, people know who you are. Yes. You know, people like, are going to call the police on you. Like, yeah. if, if you show a gun at them in a car. Mm. So, I, I think it's unfortunate that the timing of it all happened that way, but... I did have a good giggle at that uh, sign, though. Oh, my God. That sign was funny as hell. That is my sign of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> they, I said, mean, and that's saying something, because yeah, England some, has some really good signage. Funny, oh, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to say that's the second one, mm-hmm. because the best one, and I forgot to mention it, was during the Punk um, Samoa Joe match, because it said, Rowdy is greater than Larry. <laughs> and I yes. was like, don't you do that to that dog. That dog doesn't... You no, know, it was Piper. 
Piper, oh, Piper was greater, was greater than, than Larry. Larry. <laughs> Which if, for those who it, don't, man. for those who don't know, Larry is uh, CM Punk's dog that was allegedly, allegedly involved <laughs> in the fight with the elite. That was apparently kicked, allegedly kicked. Which I, I, I according think. to. According to reports from Kenny, he was actually trying to protect he the dog. He was. That's right. So, if anything, I think anybody yes. would have protected the dog over a human in that fight. But, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yes. So, the second best sign goes to fear the revolver. <laughs> Standing for FTR. FTR. <laughs> which, good on him, man. Look, the British have a great sense of humor. I mean. I appreciate it. And he it. was dead center right on hard camera side. Beautiful. So he knew what he was doing. And it was a good wait, too, because at first it was just like, you know, they were right there about to, like, start. And then he just, and he just pops it up. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he saw it. Absolutely. Because there was a moment I think I, he, like, kind of turned his head kind of away and was just like, mm-hmm. clever. <laughs> Um, I gotta give mad respect, dog. <laughs> but I, I really think that these guys are great together. It was a they, really good match. I yes. mean, they kept kicking out of each other's finishers, which was fun. Sometimes with a Young Bucks match, that can get kind of old to me. But yeah. for some reason, when they're put with FTR, I don't care. No. Like, that's, cause yeah, because you do say that. That's right. They, they, they both do that. Yeah. See, the Young Bucks, when they're, they like to do those spots. They mm-hmm. like to do other people's finishers. Like as a mocking have, kind of thing. And have them kick out of them, yeah. right? Or have them try to kick out of them. FDR does the same thing. So when you put them in a match together, it makes sense. Yeah. But when they're put with other tag teams that don't do that, yeah, then it gets repetitive and it's hard to watch eventually. And it makes the match longer than it needs to be. But I don't, I don't think that this match suffered from yeah. that at all. I think it also works because they're, I mean, not... What's the word? Not vigilante. What's like, you know, not hero, not villain. Anti-hero? Anti-hero, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're not, you know, they're... Flip the coin. Like, they're bad guys, they're good guys. Like, right. whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. So, like, both of I, them I, just I, being... I think the... <laughs> I think the technical wrestling term for that is uh, tweeners. Tweeners. Like, in-betweens. That makes sense. So, makes like, sense. you... One minute you can be heel, one next you can yeah. be face. Like it doesn't necessarily matter for your character because exactly. you can identify with and get over with both. And that's what happened at the end. Yeah. Because, well, we'll talk about the well, more F- moves at first. Well, FTR, well, they had a lot of callbacks to their previous matches because this did. is like the third in the series because yeah. it's been a long time coming apparently mm-hmm. with this one because this was the only the third match that they've ever had in this company together or against each other huh. because for like the title oh okay because um they started it in 2020 and then as time went on dang you're right stuff just kept happening and yeah either wires were getting weren't getting crossed or things were getting shut down and they weren't able to do it like or drama right exactly or you know suspensions <laughs> um <laughs> So now they finally get to do the final series of yeah. this, or complete the series. Um, finish the story. Oh, God, they actually get to finish <laughs> their story. They did finish the story. Um, but FTR retains with the Shatter Machine, which I love that move. That is a really so sick much. move. And actually getting to see the Young Bucks do that move was actually really cool. Because yeah. you don't get to see anyone else outside of FTR do that move. Like, yeah. it's not a very common tag team finishing maneuver. Um I mean, I gave this a four. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, there were 
I mean, I don't know. I could have gone more, but I just, I, I feel like four was calling to me. Yeah, oh, it was speaking to <laughs> it you. It was speaking to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I liked this. And This I, was a fun, There fun was match. no mention of the legal stuff going no. on, which I appreciated. Because um, when you have, this company is just plagued with so much legal troubles and backstage issues and fights and suspensions like it's nice to just kind of forget about it even if it is happening yeah it's in his personal life like it doesn't need to bleed into what's going on and the young bucks didn't make any reference to it during their match or no or anything like that like they did with you know with all the punk references that they've done which (laughs) which is interesting because ftr are punk guys yeah so it's interesting well, that they we could even argue that they kind of were forced to be i don't know i i'm i i would speculate it's a choice yeah you think yeah so? i okay. think so just from stuff that i've heard just speculation okay. i've heard backstage but um cmftr just sounds stupid i'm it, sorry it boys. Is. i'm sorry very stupid it's same stupid. Name. <laughs> see it doesn't even roll off the tongue like it's dumb <laughs> but I'm i'm glad that they were able to not harp on that and they could just do a really good match and they showed up now with you know that spot that they had at the end with the young bucks refusing to shake their hands yeah i think there may be more well they even hinted at excalibur did on commentary he's like oh well it seems that this sure isn't over mm-hmm. or something it, in that vein yeah because I'm, and I'm kind of glad just because oh, yeah. everybody has waited a very long time for this match. Mm-hmm. And if this is the only one that we're going to get, that would, mm. that would kind of suck. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think it was, I think it was good. I gave it a four. Solid four Regals. Um, moving on to the stadium stampede match Y'all. with the best friends, Eddie Kingston and Penta versus Blackpool Combat Club, Santana and Ortiz. I, I, this, Okay. <laughs> If I'm cracking open another one for this you one. Should. I'm going to go ahead and give a little metaphor here. Okay. If someone doesn't, ha- like to all of the listeners, if you do not have ADHD, this is an example of ADHD in a person's brain. There are so many things happening at once and your br- it's like a ping pong ball is just going off in your brain constantly. And it's fun, but it's also... A, a little lot. disorienting. It's a <laughs> little crazy. Um, but this match, holy cow. I don't think, it's been a while that you and I, like, like you, you couldn't, but I stood up enough for you during this match because you were <laughs> I, holding Lottie. I had a baby on my stomach, but, yes. But Lord, Lord have mercy. Well, well, Shelby Patterson. I was trying my hardest. Well, I was just going to say, this is a good segue. What are you drinking? I'm drinking it, surely. Heck yeah. What flavor we got, David? Nice and crisp. What flavor we got, David? Uh, Pineapple. (laughs) Mine is passion fruit. Oh, okay. Didn't know we were getting sensual up in here. Okay. Taco cat. you don't know what we're talking about there's a certain short film that may be coming out in a bit that you should watch you should definitely watch it um that's we're, all we can say about that yep. our our uh, voice ability is used um, our voice abilities i don't know <laughs> our voice talents anyway so this i agree with you like this match <laughs> was all over the place in the best possible way and you know how crack. i love this type of match oh yeah the matches that there's so many 
freaking cutaways <laughs> to something else. Yeah. I don't know why my brain just loves it. Yeah. Like I just there there were so many there was a certain point where they had a double split screen <laughs> going on because yeah. there was something going on in the concourse area yeah, and then something were... going on ringside like there was so much going on it was amazing and then they just got to the point where they're like well this is useless because there's more than just two things going on at once so we're just going to cut randomly to different things going on yeah and excalibur was doing an amazing job of trying he... to keep up with everything he's a king honestly he's he's the best like... I, I swear they pay that man over time when he has to go through the card on on dynamite absolutely like talking about what's coming up next <laughs> I, he doesn't take a breath no, i swear no so i it just is... just running down just a little bit because obviously we love this match and if you can find this 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 one is the one to watch this is that minus the main i feel like was the best match of the night because there was so much to look at. You had so many spots that everybody got a chance to do something. To really shine. Trent Beretta. You, I swear. Look, he's your Johnny Gargano. I, I have a soft spot for that man. You sure do. Because for the past, like with this feud with the BCC, he has taken the majority of the heavy bumps. Like serious, I serious mean, hits one right after the other like they had on rampage they had a parking lot brawl that another another, another one match. you should go watch yes go watch that now well trent, listen to us and then go watch trent it. died and had to be revived <laughs> to be did. able to come and do this match he did. because i mean like it was sue sue cool. grabbed his soul from like leaving <laughs> this earth and brought it back and shoved it into his body which she made an appearance during this match and I... brought a tray of cookies to use as a weapon look at those which, little biscuits those tea and crumpet biscuits like there were actual like american style cookies yeah and then they had and then like, you had pastries yeah and then something that would be served at like a high tea it's like exactly it was like a, what it was it was such a convoluted like because you had like tea and scones and then chocolate chip cookies like it was it was so (laughs) america and britain it was so weird but (laughs) hey she she contributed and that's how she contributed as soon as i saw that car i was like well and i mean mox gave her like the bloodiest kiss on the cheek imaginable which of course the man opened up like five minutes into the into the match oh yeah let's discuss how that man opened up Oh, no, he had opened up before that spot had oh, happened. Oh, no, I know. That just is the start of it. But I, I honestly believe that that was just, like, the same spot. So whenever they bring out, <laughs> like, a like a black bag, <laughs> you that's never a, a good... black bag. It's never a good sign. There's always a drawstring to it, so yep. you can never fully see or tell what's mm-hmm. in it. And It's velvet. You, usually, it's, like, thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. or glass or mm-hmm. you know shards of whatever um this time he pulled out something and i legitimately thought it was a bundle of pasta you did and i said is that pasta Look, why he could why make anything a weapon no doubt pasta <laughs> as a what I, I literally started <laughs> trying to rationalize this choice in my really head funny. <laughs> at 7 30 this morning katie recapped to me what happened during this match <laughs> I was half awake and going, what in the cinnamon toast fuck are you talking about? It's a really good question, David, because friends, it was not pasta. No. It was wooden skewers, skewers 
that this like man, you put like you put barbecue yeah on that you put like pieces of yeah meat like on. kebabs yeah and <sighs> he pulls it out and when we realize that that's what it is i my mind immediately goes to tiny tiny splinters and I didn't even think about right? that until because you said that out when, loud. When that breaks, oh. it immediately just disintegrates, right? Because yeah. it's not a lot of wood that's holding it together. Yeah. So It's like 99 cents to make. Like, he goes to oh. use it on Penta. Penta reverses it and jams the entire bundle in the top of his head. Pretty sure where he had opened up. So here's the thing about that one, because that was like... The, the initial stab was uh-huh. one thing, uh-huh. but homeboy reared back his arm and slammed yeah. his hand on top of the skewers, pushing them in deeper. So he basically is like walking around, selling it tremendously. Because I, act, but he didn't have to. <laughs> acting like he had no control of his nervous system anymore and was just kind of stumbling around like Frankenstein's monster. I will say I did giggle really hard though, because when when penta let go oh my god it always went everywhere they splayed as if it was like um like that like tiktok filter that everyone does where it's like the the body's moving all over the place and the hair's like flopping it looked like that and i was like oh no it literally just looked like it was just circling around his head because he was moving his head and it made it move even more but they didn't immediately all fall out no i think he had to pull the majority of them out like, because some of them fell out of his head, but the majority of them stayed. So the, the, that that spot, I think... The I, dry was, heaving that came out of holding, my mouth. was holding Lottie, and I had just, like, she had fallen asleep not too long before that. And the noise that I made, I immediately just, like, went to her. I was like, shh, Because I knew I was going to wake her up. Oh, my gosh. But nope, she didn't. She just kind of laid there. But it was... It was so visceral, and I think that was the—that is probably the worst one of his that I've ever seen. Truthfully, I, like, we've seen some pretty messed up shit from him. Absolutely. And then I literally—I said out loud after Penta smashed it into his head, and he mm. did the whole—you know—walking around bed. I said, "Renee, come and get your man. Get your come man. Come get him out of this room. Drag his ass out. He is." <laughs> beyond help at this point he's done like he needs to be escorted out of the building put a fork in him oh wait they did they did a few times <laughs> and he into other people because they're all obsessed with forks right now yeah the fork everybody's thing, stabbing each other in the like, face with forks like, like like i get it i get it i think it's also like you can like it's a way you can like easily manipulate something like mm. to make it look like as even if you like you know but no, I, I'm pretty sure there was oh, no, a no, no, lot no. still it, stuck in his head. I, yes. Oh, no. In this this match, they were not holding back. But a normal match where they're pretending to use a, a fork. But, th- oh, but they're sure. not. They're not pretending in this one. But I want to go ahead and just also note, I have talked about this in a joking capacity for a very, 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 very long time about how it would be hilarious if one day some sick, sadistic person in one of these huge brawls would just throw a tub of Legos on the side because I (laughs) thought that would be nasty because y'all know there is nothing more painful on this earth than when it's in the dark and you're trying to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, like as a kid and you step on a Lego before you get to the bathroom. Oh my gosh, there's nothing more painful. And sure enough, I flipped 
when because it was one of those real quick turns uh -huh. so we didn't even get to see i don't even know who threw it i don't know i don't even know who threw it i don't know who landed on it because i was flipping out so bad but legos yes, appeared on the ground they threw a ton of legos <laughs> it was awesome again we have people in high places listening to this show that and is that not immediately what i said i said someone's listening to me <laughs> And it was, it was real quick. Like you said, like it was just, it, it was, was just, oh yeah, by the way, it, oh yeah, by the way, someone put some Legos out and <laughs> someone stepped on it and then they cut back to they, something they else. Were, they were body checked onto it. Uh-huh. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. Like that's the worst. So you had that, you had, um, Orange Cassidy. Oh my gosh. Took out a, a glass beer bottle and oh. literally does the whole like the duck. No, he does this first, mm -hmm. hits it on the side of a trash mm -hmm. can, mm -hmm. and has it all, like, you know, jagged and everything. He's oh, yeah. going to use it. I think it gets knocked out of his hand, and it shatters on the ground. Mm -hmm. And it gets used as, um, oh, he, sorry, he breaks it off into the bag. Yeah, so he breaks That's it off it into is. the pail. He had it on the pail, and then yeah. he had the duct tape. So he wrapped the duct tape around well, his hand. Well, first it was used as, like, the yeah. glass shards was actu were actually used as spots before yes. he did this but then yeah so he what he does is his his finisher is the orange punch yeah and um he takes duct tape that again just appears all of this shit just appears it's magically just i don't know obviously it's preset yeah. you know because you, you check your props beforehand so that was there <laughs> but any good wrestler or actor or actor knows <laughs> you check your props before the curtain so he takes the duct tape and wraps his fist in it sticks his fist into the pail with the glass around it just like and pulls out and oh. it's literally his whole fist is covered in glass shards it is just and oh. so you're like shit like when it, who is he going to use it on when is he going to use it because this was like they were still about five ten minutes left oh yeah and so he just literally is holding this because <laughs> If you know Orange Cassidy as a character, like, he's normally very lackadaisical. Like, oh, yeah. very, like, sloth style is what yeah, they call it. it's fantastic. And, and he had a few of those moves. He kicked um, he Mox did, in the shin with that. But for, I, yes, which. <laughs> he's the, already gone through enough. This was after the wooden <laughs> skewer spot. And I literally yelled. With, Orange, with, like, still wood sticking out of his head, Cassidy comes up and does the, you know, the lackadaisical oh. shin kicks. Not, and oh. I yell out, he's already been through so much. <laughs> Not again. He can't handle it. So he did do those. But then he, he's literally just walking and waiting. Like you see him just kind of pacing around, yeah. just being like, who can I use this on? And he ends up using it on Claudio. Oh, my gosh. And, and we didn't even get to talk about that because Claudio and Eddie Kingston. Oh, from the gut. Eddie yeah. Kingston rushed past everybody when the match like officially started when they came out. And Pushes just, his own teammate his out own of the way. Move. He kicked, he kicked everybody out of the way and just starts wailing on Claudio. And they literally went around. They were in the concourse. They were getting like, you know, in the snack area. Like they were everywhere. That's my, they okay. were all over the That's place. That's one of my favorite places that I people love. go when it's like a falls count anywhere. Why do you go to the concession stand? <laughs> like they were that ketchup spot. They literally are throwing ketchup and mustard at each other. There's popcorn everywhere. There's cotton candy sticking out of their hair. Like oh. it's just, it's so funny to me that every best. wrestler wants to go to the 
concourse and get food pelted on food them. Are you fight. telling me you have never wanted to slap another person with a hot dog? I'm never saying I didn't. I didn't say that I never wanted to do that. You know what? But I'm gonna. Add I just that think to my it's bucket list. It's, yeah. it's hilarious to me because it happens every single falls count anywhere match. Yeah. Like every single time or like any match that has the stipulation, like you can go anywhere oh, in yeah. the arena. But yeah, they were wailing on each other. Which and like then, that was also kind of like an afterthought because oh, there was yeah. so much going on. Oh, so yeah. You kind of forgot about Claudia for a second. And then he comes in and actually takes the pin. It was which unreal. was really funny to me because I think we made the joke of like, okay, if whoever's gonna win this, please don't make you to take the pin. We don't, yep, like yep, yep. Out of all of the people, he he's taken so much, so many pins. He's for taken this almost team. all of them, almost honestly. almost every single one <laughs> for Blackpool, and I just anyone but him. Which, oh. but I thought it was really interesting when you had Santana and Ortiz. Which we haven't, has, we didn't even discuss that. Who honestly. has just come back? I think it was actually one of them who did the logo spot. That would make sense. Pretty sure. Oh yeah, Nick. Nick, is his first name now? They're going. They're adding Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike. The most white guy name ever like, is given to Mike Santana. Yeah, because <laughs> like, they're not saying Santana anymore. They're saying. Mike Santana. And the first time Which I heard it, I was I'm, like, wait, what? I'm sorry, Santana, if that is your actual first name. Like, I'm not making fun of your name. I'm just saying, like, he's a, a very nice-looking Hispanic man, and yeah. you're going to give him the name Mike. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if that's just, a legal thing, like, that's fine. Like, you know, like, we understand totally. But, but if AW is giving you this name, you need to change it immediately. I think it also was just in the middle of this absolute, like, honestly, shit show, just to hear... Mike Santana and just be like, wait, what? No, it's what? not a badass name. Okay. Also, we didn't talk about Penta. So Penta. Oh, in yeah. This, I flipped y'all. I flipped because Penta, he, he was there. He was doing a really good like amount of fighting and he was doing awesome. But all of a sudden he's gone for a bit and then he comes back and it's Penta Oscuro. So y'all do, do some research. I don't want to like just delve on it for forever, but Penta Oscuro does some dark stuff so if you want to go back and look at that history um, lucha underground he does all sorts of other stuff but i was ready for fluorescence i thought fluorescence were going to come in when he came out i was freaking out but they didn't really do they much didn't. They, and i kind of was frustrated. they had one ladder spot which that was his ladder on his side actually broke it did yeah um that was so rough. i don't think they were able to actually do the spot that was intended but that was really it. I know. So I kind of hate that if that was the case, because I'm not familiar with this side of Penta. Yeah. But if that was the case, I really hate that they kind of wasted it a little bit. I know. Bit. It kind of felt like a Finn moment. And mm -hmm. I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hope that that's rectified. And I hope that that's fixed for the future because it's really cool. Like, it really is cool. Like, it's like well, another like another person. Maybe they shouldn't have brought it out in such a chaotic match. Because yes. he might have done other stuff, but we just didn't see it. Yeah. Because the camera didn't catch it. Yeah, because he had to go change. He changed his whole outfit. And he had a whole different entrance, too. Yes. Because they played different music when he came out. Like, but I'm I, hoping they're just dropping that so it's going to continue. Yeah. Maybe that's like a little a little teaser yes. of like something else that he I'm can do. I'm holding hope. Yeah. You better listen, Tony. Don't mess that one up. <laughs> okay, thanks. Okay, Maybe. thanks. Bye. Bye. Um... But yeah, so Orange Cassidy hits Claudio with the what the glassy orange punch, or is that Ooh. what we're gonna call it? Like, 
I'm just I'm just making that up. <laughs> the the top mo- of my head. We can't say mimosa because they did that already. Well, they already did a mimosa. I know. Match. I'm trying to like come up with like a funny um, like sparkly. <laughs> sparkly. The blood orange. <gasps> David, oh, that's beautiful. Yes, is if, if if they call it something else, then we are writing a letter. We're saying, dear Tony Khan, it has to be called this. It is now the blood orange. <gasps> oh the blood orange punch. Oh my God, delicious. That sounds fake. I love it. <laughs> delicious. So he hits him with the blood orange punch. Nasty. Gnarly. And Claudio takes the pin and the best friends team win. Fantastic Which I, match. So in our in our Wrestle League yes. that we're doing. Which is fun. Um, which is a shout out um, Wrestle Talk for creating such a really fun uh, fantasy football-esque wrestling league. Like, yes. It's really fun. Um, I apparently picked them to win and didn't remember you did yeah you even said you were like i picked i picked blackpool comeback i didn't remember because the way that it's set up you can't go and look at real time after you've submitted it so you kind of we're gonna just have to write whatever we do down because definitely like a screenshot or something yeah in matches i'm not gonna remember who i pick no you know but I'm excited to do it next time because I didn't get to this time, but I am I'm ready for next week. Well, this this one made it crazy to predict because you're like, who who knows? Right. Oh, but I gave this a four and a half. Honestly, like, I just I want to go back and watch it again just so I can see. It's like a really good movie. Like you want to go back and you want to watch it again so you can see different storylines yes. and different plot points that you might have missed. Yes. or Different dialogue or whatever. That's how I feel about this one. Like, I just really want to go back and, like, see... Because I know there's stuff that I missed. I wanted to give this a five. And I was really tempted to do it. Mm-hmm. Comparatively, comparatively, on the card, though, there's another match that's a five. Mm. And so I couldn't... I couldn't... But it's like a 4.75. Yes, I'm getting as <laughs> close as I can, like, to that five. I'm surprised you're not doing, like, 4.95 or something. I was being nice to you. <laughs> I was being polite. I mean, the fact but, that you're going into double-digit decimals, you're not being nice to me. <laughs> but but I am going to say this. This beat the Cracker Barrel match for me. That has literally been, like, you my said that penultimate. Like, this, like, the Cracker Barrel match was, like, the epitome mm. of the best match for AEW. And I think that it just got beat. I think this beat it. Which... This was definitely the best stadium stampede match that oh, they've ever had. Bar none. Because um, this match was created during the pandemic um, when yes. they couldn't have fans and they needed an area where there could be a lot of people in the match but still have a lot of social distancing yes. opportunities. Um, and, and now it has evolved into doing it at Wembley Stadium. Which is? Which is insane. Um, the- but yeah, top notch well done match amazing match so then we move on to a match that i have very interesting opinions on (sighs) um so this is the women's championship match it was a four-way match between hikaru shida saraya tony storm and Britt baker tony now before we before Mm -hmm. we talk about what i want to talk about Mm -hmm. we just need to acknowledge the tony storm of it all tony she is who Gina would be oh my if she was a wrestler. Tony like, Storm came out like literally like Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard. She is a 1920s silent film star that's losing her damn mind. 
comes out in a full like she's, I not, don't, she's not relevant because of the talkies <laughs> i'm ready for my close-up 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 <laughs> No, shout out mythical kitchen um seriously that is exactly what she is like literally the actual jumbotron had Uh excuse you a jumbo don't even acknowledge him (laughs) like it had the 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 reel of like the the film going through and it was like the crackling effect and it was just like and she had been hinting at it for a while but i was like please 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 please." she came out with the robe the the, with the the feathers on the slippers and yeah it was and the rolled hair and the red whatever merch you have i'm buying it i'm buying that and i'm buying that kangaroo kick shirt it's happening <laughs> payday's coming up it's so, happening so now that lacey evans is no more now I, you can have tony storm yes so there and, you go you know that oh like i'm not saying because i love i love our picture like i don't want to change it but if we ever had like a you know like a, a revamp a, a of revamp it. Yeah. like that tony storm would be my would be my lady well so with this match, yes, I, I do not like the booking of this. You were very I upset really with this I really don't one. like this. So basically, just to rush through this because we've got a couple more to get through. Yeah. Um, I felt like this match was to further the outcast group, mm-hmm. to further their storyline at Sheeta's expense because Soraya won this match. And I think that is a dumb choice. I, I really do. And here, here's why. Here's why I think that. I, I is not necessarily against Soraya. One, she really hasn't had that much, had that many matches since she has Mm-mm. returned. She had that pay-per-view match with Britt and has not really done much outside of maybe a tag match here and there. But she's really just been on the sideline side person. Um, manager with um with tony and ruby yeah right which i've been fine with yeah. right because she was a good manager for the kabuki warriors which was Kyrie sane and asuka yep like she was really good at that oh man and what a throwback i was just like okay like if that's the if that's what they're going with and she had her match back with brit and if any if you're going to do it with anybody for your first match like it brit would be brit. A, a good person yeah but i feel like she didn't need to win this match for the outcome to happen because what happened was she pinned tony to win this match right and, and she was one who turned on tony yes she first com- completely turned on tony and ended up pinning her for the win didn't even pin Sheeta for the win yeah so she didn't win in as champion which mind you she had just won off of tony yeah maybe two three weeks ago yes and they came up with this you know this four-way match which i don't think anyone thought that brit was going to win brit has gone on record saying that she I'm, doesn't want to win any more titles and right I'm now gonna talk about that too because and mm-mm. i won it was really short which mm-hmm. i think they got cut for time yes because absolutely. of the stadium stampede match yes because they were right after it yes um and Sheeta could have still retained and the outcast still could have had that same conflict mm-hmm. without her losing the title because Sheeta has not held it long enough to establish that title to be something relevant because they are struggling to keep that division relevant and the more times that you 
change hands of a title, the less value it has. Like, look at the tag titles for the women in WWE. No one even cares to know who has them, and nobody knows who has them right now because they drop it so often that nobody cares. So with the women's division, the way that they're booking it right now, they're making us not really care because when you have a long, like a person who holds it for a long time, it creates longevity, it creates exclusivity, like it creates want because that person has held it for so long. That's why like, again, to bring up Roman, that's why we want him to drop it so bad because yeah. he's held it for too long. But with this, we have the opposite problem. They're dropping it too often that now, like, this is just the popcorn match every single time. Yeah. Because no one cares. So many people got up and left right before this match started. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I, I saw it. That's how it happens with every single women's match that they have. I mean, on Dynamite, they call it the, I think it's, I mean, the second hour obligatory women's match. Right, yeah. because it's always the second, like right at nine o'clock, <sighs> and it's for about 10, 15 minutes. It lasts for one commercial break, and then they're done. And it's the same storyline every single time. So I feel like to make us care about the outcasts more, you could have just kept it on Sheeta, have Soraya try to do that and fail. Mm -hmm. And then have the story continue with their descent until the next time there's a championship match. And then you can build off of that. But now, where do we go with Soraya now have winning the title pretty decisively? So here's what I thought, because I, I was thinking about this because we did talk about this when it happened. Mm -hmm. And I think I understand with where they imagined it to be. Sheeta could go ahead and say, well, you didn't pin me. So therefore, I don't think it counts kind of bullshit you know mm -hmm. so therefore that could have started that but at the same time then now they've opened up the can of worms with with tony, with tony. Mm -hmm. and ruby and because ruby came out too and did that whole shenanigan thing um and then walked out on them yes and so clearly like even with that that could have been that too but here's the thing i'm gonna say because i'm more so disappointed about this not because of that loss like yeah, I I kind of like just was like, it's it's she's in England, like they they had to give it to we, her. We, like we should have known when her, when her entire family. family walked out yep. with her. Yeah, like we should have known that she yep. was gonna take it. Yeah, and she came out to "We Will Rock You" by Queen. Yeah, you which know, Tony, what's your budget for music? We'll talk about that later. There there were a bunch of like Seriously. entrance music changes that were just like I mean I'm sure you're only using this once. Yeah. But still that's a ton of money so much money but i want to go ahead and say here's the thing that pissed me off about this match and it wasn't just that if brit has gone on saying she does not want to do this and does not want the title then why the hell do you not give it to someone who does why does it have to be brit in this match when mm. there are so many other opportunities for these women who you say you want to support and then you keep picking the same four people yeah. Like, why? Well, I mean, I know like, I know that Brit is, like, the powerhouse of the division. But she doesn't need it. Oh, I know that. Like, she could walk out and, like, go and take a two-week break, come back. She'd be just fine. Yeah, people know who she is. She's fine. I know, but people know people know who she is. Yeah. She's in the established one. And even if she doesn't win, she still 
is a good placeholder in their eyes like and that's that's, that's kind of how i see it now i agree with you 100 percent because there's a bunch of women in that division that are just sitting there i think willow would have been great in this i mm. think um i think sky blue needs some more time but like later yeah. down the road like i feel like she could have fit into something like this too willow but definitely could have been a good have, fit because yes. she's kind of been feuding with the outcast a little exactly. bit too, so that could have yeah you're right like i feel worked. like there's so many other options like also athena i miss you I miss you. She's killing it over in ROH I know you right are, now. Boo. I know you She's are. She's holding down that women's division over there. So she needs you're to, a boss. She needs to stay there. Yeah. But I feel like it would have been fun to see you on this card. Oh, sure. But that's just me being me being selfish. <laughs> but, I, but I agree. I feel like it was lackluster, but I didn't feel it was lackluster because of that. Because I feel like they're going to be able to figure that out. I feel like crap for Sheeta because that is true. But... I think they're trying to give her something to work for because she does just kind of come out and she's like, I'm Sheeta, which is cool, but there's no motivation for her to do anything. I'm glad that you have hope that they're going to do right by this women's division because I, I really don't have hope. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm not saying I'll be right, but I'm hoping and I'm just, I'm, I'm interested. I'm usually pretty optimistic when it comes to booking stuff. Yeah, but you haven't been with the women's they here. Have, they've not given me a reason to be hopeful from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, they've never booked this women's division correctly and I think it really shows with that, um, with that sign that popped up a few weeks oh ago Lord. it was after the um brit baker taya valkyrie match where i'm just saying that was a choice by wait. production oh taya valkyrie sorry yeah i went valkyria and i was like wait what no <laughs> sorry sorry y'all um, nxt brain so that was a choice by production by the way uh -huh. because or at least the by the finisher of that match and then immediately they cut to a sign that says book the women's division better so at least cameraman's I'm, on our side. I gave this a three. I I just, I really felt like it got the short end of the stick. And I mean, if any match is going to get cut, it's going to be the women's, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I really feel like that they could have done something better with this. They could have. There was a lot they, of opportunity. There was a lot more story that could have been told in that short amount of time than what they actually gave it. Absolutely. So, um. Next, we have the coffin match with oh. Sting and Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Now, look here, some momentum. Momentum. Wow, bless. I'm so tired, y'all. So you haven't sorry. even been drinking. I am sober, y'all. I'm just tired. Um, but no. That's a different kind of drunk. Yeah. Tired. Oh, I remember those days in college. Um, but no, like, this was another thing where, like, the momentum just shot right back up i yeah i i just wish i cared a little bit more about I know. it because i love swerf though one we've seen a coffin match before yeah um i have no problem two, with that the build-up for this was hella confusing because that, yeah all of a sudden we had we had this build-up to where darby and nick wayne and sting were feuding with um swerve, swerve and ar fox right and, and ar fox legit was wearing a blood stained tank top that was like nick soaked, wayne's blood soaked in his blood and, and they had for like like two three weeks they had nick wayne's mom ringside one time like and she slaps were it was and, a whole deal oh yeah and then all of a sudden on that very episode that the mom was there the embassy turned on ar fox and kicked him out 
And then Darby and Nick and Wayne were like, oh, you got kicked out of your group? Come over here. Even though you, like, bled my dude to death. Yeah. It's okay now because you ripped up the it's, tank top. It's, and it's okay. It's haphazard, but it, it um, and unfortunately is just because of Visa. And Which that doesn't sucks. make any it sense doesn't. to me because AR Fox is from Connecticut. Like, why could he not <laughs> I have don't, made it? I don't understand. They're, they're not telling us everything on that, which, what, fine, whatever. Everybody had freaking visa issues with this. Ray Phoenix had issues. That's why he wasn't in this, you know, the stampede match. Which, like, honestly, I, I love you, Ray, but you weren't missed. Like, there was he, so yeah, much going on. There was, that yeah. An the, the extra person was not needed. Yeah. Um, but, but so AR, AR Fox was kicked out, yeah. and Christian Cage was brought in as Swerve's new partner. Which also, which not I, even the champion. Not I even kind the of get because Darby and him have kind of been going back and forth with this whole TNT they've, thing. They've had a thing for that for a while. But it's very loosely put together. It's, it's it, just a scramble. It felt like it was weeks of story buildup that got smushed into one night because of these issues with AR Fox. Yes. And from what I've heard, he's got some heat backstage now because of these you know, visa issues because um, he waited until the very last minute to tell them that he had issues. Oh, dude. And so, which is why everything felt so compacted. Dude. Because he literally told them right before. Listen, kids, you just know, go ahead and tell the truth in the beginning and it'll always make things a lot easier. You know, it may suck in the beginning, but yeah. you know. It, just rip off the band-aid. Yeah, exactly. Rip off the band-aid. But, so anyway, Christian was put in this match. Mm-hmm. And... I was kind of like, cause I'm just not feeling his whole, like, I'm the real TNT champion, even I'm, though Luchasaurus won it. Like, I just, I'm not feeling that story. It's I'm, weird to me. And I'm just, it's, it, I'm not feeling it. I'm looking forward to when Luchasaurus rips him into like four parts and it's going to be great. Yeah, but he hasn't even really he doesn't even hinted like, at that I yet. Know, there's no glances at the title. There's no like looking at him like all menacingly. Like there's, yeah. there's no, there's no indication that that's ever going to happen. And it's kind of sad. And, and maybe it will. Maybe they'll start doing that after this. I don't know. Yeah. But I think because the buildup was so wonky, it made me not really care. Because also, in what world is Dar- are Darby and Sting not winning a Calvin match? I mean, Like, yeah. what, what world <laughs> would, would that happen Hell in? would literally freeze some, over. Some type of alternative universe yeah. where... Everything is upside down. Yeah. Honestly. But so you kinda knew who was gonna win this mm-hmm. from the beginning. They had the you know, the spray painted coffin with Christian and Swerve's logos on it, which was kind of cool. Also I loved your comment during that because you're like, <laughs> Do you know how expensive a coffin is? Because they and are they, and, and they just spray painted all inside of that and all over it. Like, hey, it's so I'm, expensive. Hey. I'm not dissing you. There I agree are, with you. There are tons of people who are listening right now who are agreeing with me. I'm not disagreeing. I just also think that it's hilarious <laughs> that your logical brain came out in that moment. Yeah. And it was hilarious. Because <laughs> they literally <laughs> took black spray paint and <laughs> spray painted inside and outside of a very nice coffin. It was a very nice coffin. Which I'm sure cost thousands of dollars. Oh, gosh. You know, unless somebody built it, which would still cost a lot to make. Still. But, I mean, it was kind of predictable. It was fun to watch just because you have like Darby just having no regard for his body ever and and Swerve always executes well oh yeah and Swerve was great too and there were some good spots where um you know they were inside the coffin and you know they had just hands sticking out or just a leg or you know 
which that was, th those were cool moments, but at the same time, again, that's kind of all you can really do with a coffin match. There's really not much else you can do with it. Do you remember when we were watching, and at the end, so, spoiler for the ending, they... <laughs> again, what is this show for, but yeah, to, go to talk give it to about Darby. it? Yeah. So, Darby <laughs> slams it, you know, and Swerve is inside, but when they slammed it, and it was the official ending... Some of Swerve's hair was sticking out. And I said, I said, Shelby, I said, how much do you want to bet there are going to be people on the internet that are going to be like, hey, me, 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 his hair. His hair is a part of his body. Who was the first person to say that to me? Me. No. Well, yes, you. It was me. But outside of this, who was the first person to say that exact same thing? Was it Robert? Absolutely, my husband. Yeah. I was like, Robert, you <clears throat> He, he's right, though, because I said the same thing. His hair is a part of his body, so like, then therefore, the match is still going on right now because it's not over yet because his hair was outside of it. Also, I know that hurt. Oh, God. I know that hurt like a mofo. Yeah. Like, just just if my hair gets stuck in a, like a hair clip, it hurts. Like, uh -huh. oh, a coffin? Oh, nope. Yeah, just the, like, the, nope, nope, the nope. feeling of my daughter wrapping her tiny little hands <gasps> around Dude, my hair got, she's got some and grit. pulling. Ooh. I just imagine that, like, tenfold. Tenfold. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, I can't. Mm -mm. But it's Where so... we respect you. Yes. Poor thing. <laughs> he was probably screaming in, in that coffin, I would Bro, imagine. I would have been saying some bad words. So I gave this a three and a half. I, I went three, I mean, but yeah. It, again, it was, it was good. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it's not watchable. Yeah, like, no, it no, was, no. It was really good. It was just... It's, it's perfectly watchable. Again, it's another match that I feel like could have been cut. Easily. Could have been put on a dynamite, maybe even a rampage. Yep. You know, so I just... They could have well, even saved it. They could have put it on collision because Darby's on collision now. And so Look, is Christian. You know so what? So it could have worked. Hold up, now I'm mad. Because if they hadn't have done this match then it would have been A.R. Fox in it. If they just freaking waited. Yeah. <gasps> Bro, right. now, Tony. Bruv. 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 <laughs> bruv. Speaking, now I'm mad. Speaking of bruv. Speaking of bruv. Our next match. <laughs> Look, okay. That was a really good segue, that by the way. That was a very good really segue. Good. Um, Thanks, bruv. We have Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Mm -mm. Now, first off, I was really looking forward to this because I freaking love Will Ospreay. I've loved Will Ospreay. I can do no wrong. From his PWG days. Like, mm -hmm. I have, he is by far one of the best singles competitors in the world. Oh, like, bar none. Bar none. So he has beaten um, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and now Chris Jericho yeah. in a two month span. Like, like and he is. Like, I think he's my age. He is. I'm pretty sure he's around my age. I think so. No, I think he. Yeah. Well, we'll Google it. But my thing was, is that as soon as he started talking about his son, I was like, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah. So basically in the, in the lead up yeah. to this, um, just it was just an, a shoot. an amazing shoot promo. Yeah. He's 30. 30. Yeah. Geez. Um, so this amazing shoot promo the week before this. He's talking about, you know, why he he wants to do this match and why he needs to do it. Because if he beats Chris Jericho, he would have beaten, you know, Omega, Ibushi, and um, Jericho yeah. in a two-month span. And he would get top billing wherever he goes, which means more money to put his son through school. And, and it was who just... can't love that? It was just so endearing. Who but can't? also, like, he's such a scrappy human being. He really that is. That you, you literally are like, oh, you 
you do have a nice soft side. Yeah, like because he, the he shit got, that he got crazy eyes. The shit that you say sometimes, and the shit that you do. I'm like, you. So now you are actually uh, an example for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> because I've heard some of the shit that you have said on interviews. It's a little rough. It's a little rough. <laughs> um, but then we find out later that it's his stepson. It's not even his biological which, son, which I feel like is even like another <laughs> layer of like Swoon. like chivalry that you're just like, oh, you don't even have to pay for this kid. Like he's not even technically yours. But he has fully claimed that child as his yeah, own. And which, he's never in anything else said anything but son. Yeah. Which, which is on. just so Who's, great. Who doesn't swoon for that? So it's another side of him that <sighs> you've like never seen before. So it's like he has so many like so such depth to and his you know he character. pulled out his butt. Oh, of course. Who knows if his if this person if this son's even real? <laughs> you know what I mean? He I, probably is real. I, I think so. But I think I've seen pictures of his his lady. Just saying, we've had MJF pull some shit before. That is true. That we're like, is that real? Could they do a shoot off? I would love to see that. Bruv. 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 Now, the reason why we're saying that is because Will Ospreay said that about 50 times he during was, his promo. He, that and, like, they also talked about chavs, which is, I, I had to explain that to Shelby. I didn't know what that yeah, meant. I it, was like, that seems very derogatory. It's a, it's a very specific type of person um, and, like, dressing in a, an appearance style in England. You um, equated it to, like, our version of Jersey Shore. Yes, it's very yes. specifically, like, you know, very, like, like much darker makeup. Like, um, you know, big hoop earrings, like, you know, big, like, poofy hair, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, but... I'm pretty sure there's a show... Oh, yeah. ...about that. Oh, yeah. That's like the... It's like the English version... Oh, yeah. ...or British version of Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. But, look, I'm going to say this. I didn't... Mm-mm. No. I did not like this match. You I, didn't? I, I, I didn't like this match because I know what Osprey can do. Right. And look, Jericho upset me the moment he walked out. Like, yes. Oh, we all knew it was going to be a glorified, like, Fozzie concert. We got that. That was fine. Solid. Thank you. But if you're going to do the call and response from Freddie Mercury's concert of Queen, (laughs) for God's sake, please hit at least three-fourths of those notes because you sure as hell didn't. And well, that well, he, already, I was like, oh. He, he did that and then didn't hit hardly any of the notes for his actual song. Amen so, to that. So. Which, I'll give, him, I'll give him props, like, walking to the ring yes. and singing. Oh, yeah. Quite difficult thing to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And especially he, at his age, like, that is a difficult thing to do. And then go and perform a match after that. Yes. I'm just saying, everybody knows this song. He, everybody sings the entirety of that chorus. I mean, really the entirety of that song. Yeah. As he's walking to the ring. And he's done that for forever. Have the crowd of 81,000 people help you sing the song. Yeah. Right? Like, they're already going to be louder than you anyway. Yeah. And now, I'll give it to Fozzie. They were great. They were great. They were awesome. The band was awesome. I just, I, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that it was the performance was lackluster because whenever that does happen, whenever you have live music for an entrance, like it has to be, it has to be perfect or else it kind of sets the tone for the match because then it just kind of looks like a glorified, like karaoke fest a little bit. I, in my mind, I literally went, this is foreshadowing. Like as soon as that happened, because I was like, "Mm." 
<laughs> because of his performance, it was going to lose. No, just the the tone of what that match oh, was going to be. Ma- yeah, absolutely. The match itself, like she's alluding to, like it just. Again, I was really looking forward to this. Yes, because Jericho has really been on a run lately of having really good matches. This one just did not hit for me at all. Like it was a he was flop. it was slow. It was. It was like very, I wouldn't even say lethargic. Yeah, it was very uh, calculated. Like you could see the spots forming and happening. Like I've seen both of them do better, but I would put the blame more on Jericho Absolutely. than Osprey, just because Osprey was just trying to reach where he was just and to, meet him where he was, to, almost to pump him up in a sense. Yeah, and again. Don Callis didn't really play much of a role in this one either. Like, I just don't... They could have had so much more fighting. They could have had so much more bullshit. Like, not even shenanigans. Not even, like, messing, like, you know, like, fully messing, like, with a match. But no. just, like, just when you... talking crap. Like, you know, just yelling at each other. Just, you know, like, making faces. Like... Well, when you've had the buildup, like, they've had, like, Don Callis has been trying to court Jericho to his group for ages now, and Jericho completely dissolved the JAS to, to do it become a part of it yes and don essentially reveals that he didn't think jericho was going to say yes so he was going to have him jumped yeah by osprey which i still don't understand why he recruited i think it was just a tool to have this match happen because this match just needed to happen yeah i mean it was but, supposed to happen that's what jericho said in his promo a couple weeks ago he yeah was like, so this they was just insert him into this view yeah. here which I mean, fine, whatever, but it just didn't make much sense to me. It wasn't very organic, but Don Callis just didn't, they didn't interact with Jericho at all, really. Didn't really interact with Osprey. He was just at there. All. And he just, he just walked to the ring with him and then walked out when he won. Mm-hmm. Which, Sammy was with Jericho, which he didn't do jack shit during this either. And he, he looked bored. He did. He Thank looked you. straight up bored. Oh, I thought that was just me. No, to me, oh. it looked like he wasn't given any direction on just what go to out do. There. Just go out there. And again, normally someone who can take crumbs and make a meal out of it, mm-hmm. he just really didn't do much either. So this one, I don't know. I was really disappointed in this one. Honestly, I gave this a two. You gave it a two. Okay, I, I wouldn't give it a two. I gave it a three and a half because yeah. it was mm. there were still some good spots, some good meat on Osprey, the bones. But if I give it a, the point, then it would be three for Osprey. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's it. So, I mean, Osprey wins decisively uh, with very easily two Stormbreakers in a row, and he just leaves, and there's no interaction with Jericho at all. He nope. just completely rolls out of the ring. Starts walking back with Callus. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, really, there was more interaction at the end of the match with him and with Jericho and Sammy than Osprey and Jericho. Because yeah. Jericho pushed Sammy away when he tried to comfort him. Which, I'm like, okay, at this point, I don't even care. Like, nope. you already made Sammy look really weak for going back to him anyway. Y- y- yes. So, I mm. clearly, there's, there's going to be more with them oh yeah no now sammy's gonna be like you know what i'm done i was there for you which whatever don't care your wife already left the group so now you look like a dick you know like (laughs) your pregnant wife yeah who you didn't leave with and you're like no jericho's my friend you know like you know whatever someone's sleeping on the couch (laughs) yeah but i mean 
three, three and a half. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I, I hate that I'm giving it such a low score because I had really high expectations for it. But hopefully we'll see more of Osprey and he'll be with, I mean, selfishly, I would love if he went against Adam. That would be that would be a breathtaking great, match. but I I don't think Adam is ready after his injuries for that yet because that is that's gonna be that's a goal that's a build up cr- a crazy high intensity fast paced match yes um but that's just my fantasy booking over here I could imagine it yeah It'd be lovely <laughs> in some in some world mm. um okay so this is our we're almost there um <laughs> this is our <laughs> semi main. I always talk, whenever we review There's AEW, so I always make it sound like, okay, we're almost done, guys, I promise. Sometimes it's a marathon, though, man. It really is. I but mean, also, I had a lot to talk about today, so that was my part, so my bad. So. Watching this one, though, it really did feel like it flowed a lot better than yes. some of them have. But still, I mean, 10 matches is a lot to get through in, in one sitting. Yeah. Um, so our semi-main is the Trios Championship match, which is the House of Black versus the Acclaimed and Badass Billy Gunn. So I have mixed feelings about this one, too. Mm-hmm. Because I like the Acclaimed, but I feel like House of Black was just starting to gain momentum with these titles because I feel like they've kind of been spinning their wheels a bit. I know. With this house rules matches and no one really understands what the rule is and the the rule is that they get to do whatever they want. Sometimes they do the rules, sometimes they don't. Like it's just they finally I felt like we're starting to really get some traction yeah. as a group again because they just they debuted and then I just feel like they just didn't know what to do with them. And now now they've had the titles taken away from them, and now I'm just scared that they're going to go back to that yeah, spot again because they that. needed the titles. The Acclaim didn't need the titles. They didn't. They don't need a title to be over because they are they're so they have, over. They have not ha- held the tag titles for such a long time that I don't even remember what their run was like. Yeah. Right? But, I don't, but it doesn't matter. Because I think it was against their, his actual son's. Oh, yes, it was. It was against the the, the guns. Because the, the guns have it, right? Yeah, the ass boys. The ass boys. Um, but no, that, that's not their name now, David. That's their, that was their name before. They're, they're the guns now. He's like, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, don't care. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like they didn't, like, this now has stopped any momentum that House of Black had because they needed the titles way more. I also felt very awkward about that that Scissor Me Timbers move on oh, on Julia. Yeah, I didn't. That was interesting because it's like they, that's like the joke is like that it's like on guys like that's the joke that's the whole joke, right? Am I wrong? No, it is. Yeah. So yeah. to have it actually be on a woman, that's kind of weird. Well, and it. Okay, this like, is this is gonna sound really strange, but go with me on this. Okay, I'm here. I'm buckling feel, in my seat. I feel like with doing that move on a female makes it more sexual. Yeah, because they have they have made it funny. They've not made it a sexual thing. Yeah, with it being just a just the guys like the, doing it. Well, the sexual which is yeah, it's which there. has made it funny because it's an innuendo. Yeah, but then when you move having it done having Bowens do it on to Julia yeah 
it again just by saying that it makes me feel kind of uncomfortable yeah. because <laughs> because it makes it innately more sexual well also especially if you've already had this bit where you know he's come out and said no i'm gay well put, put, turned, putting that aside that aside that doesn't that doesn't matter well no but like, like it's just still like an extra layer of like why then like why do it doesn't this? make sense right None of it. like what okay you could have done that on literally any of them i but like but why her because you had julia interfere when she pulled aubrey out of the ring yes she could have just done that that's fine that would have been fine or done another move they have other finishers yeah they have other tag team moves you know i just i don't know i also i also felt a little uncomfortable it was awkward and also like the outfit that she was wearing was like very scandalous it was something on girl. top hey, of doing that and i'm just like okay hey, i I, I felt like it was kind of poor taste a little bit. Oh, but we didn't talk about how they came out. How they came out and what they had with them. Who? The uh, House of Black. Oh, yes. Sorry, I meant to say that in no, the beginning. No, I totally forgot. Um, so, uh, if you're listening to this, um, last this previous week, um, we lost Bray Wyatt, um, which has been a very, very hard week for our entire group. Devastating. Um it is i think it was thursday of, of this was. past week it um was. when we found out <sighs> um he the news came out that he had passed away from heart complications uh due to covid 19. um that he, he that he had gotten you know previously and then it ex- exacerbated a heart condition and he had a heart attack i think that was the official oh. cause of death was a heart attack um and yes it, like gina said he was 36 years old so <sighs> there was a a lot obviously with Bray Wyatt that was unfinished um a lot that we could have seen and he could have done more and he act, he impacted a lot of people he in the a wrestling lot of people's world lives. um throughout every company like it doesn't matter who you worked for mm-hmm. like everyone was touched by him in some way and influenced by him a lot of people have gone on record to say that they have pulled influence from him um and House of Black has uh, Malachi Black, who was formerly Alistair Black mm-hmm. in WWE, and Buddy Matthews, who formerly Buddy Murphy, mm-hmm. who both had contact and worked with Bray um, and had a connection with him. So to honor him in their entrance, um, they brought out a lantern, which mm-hmm. is something that Bray used in his uh, in his character. Yeah. Um, it was a staple in every single character he ever did, whether he was Bray Wyatt, the cult leader, whether he was the fiend, he had some form of lantern. Yep, a um, light was present. Right, because he was the leader of the Fireflies, yes. right? And so House of Black already has, um, during their entrance, um, people doing something that's very similar to the Fireflies, mm-hmm. which is when some when they you take your phone and you turn the flashlight on and then you turn around and makes it look like there's a bunch of fireflies in the audience which i mean when bray did it it was was breathtaking and amazing and you know house of black Mm -hmm. it has just kind of naturally um happened because the arena goes black yeah whenever they enter um and fans just naturally started doing it which is what happened with bray it wasn't something that he coordinated um so they had the lantern and brought it out and set it at the top of the ramp and everybody acknowledged it. Yeah. Um, and then they walked to the ring. And uh, which was I commentary even said they were like, "This is for 
Yeah, they, Wyatt, they explained they said, what it was, yes. and which I absolutely love because it just shows how much he impacted the wrestling community as a whole and not just WWE. Exactly. And how it shows how how small the wrestling world actually is. It's something that we talk about in theater all the time. Yes. Where it seems like the world of theater is so vast and the world of movies and Broadway and, you know, all that stuff is mm-hmm. so big and unattainable. But then when you look at it through a linear lens, everybody knows everybody and everybody works with everybody and everybody has relationships with people in different mm-hmm. companies and different states and different, you know, whatever you want to call it. Like everybody looks out for one another in one way yes. or another. So the wrestling community I've seen is very much like that. So it was really nice to see that tribute, but also just like everybody <laughs> reacting the way that they have. And I think House of Black was a perfect uh, group to do a tribute for that. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was very nice. But I I hate that the the match itself. Now, I mean, it, it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like you had, like I, I wrote down the finish. I kind of um, wrote it out. It was, um, Brody King kicks out of the arrival and mic drop, which are the two yeah. um, finishers for the acclaimed, and he kicks out at one. Yeah, that was pretty, for both of that those, was pretty sick. which is such a great spot when it's used appropriately. Like if you do it too much, then it kind of becomes kind of lackluster. Like Joe did that with CM Punk in that match, like earlier, and uh-huh. that was also really nice. Exactly. Like when, you, when it's done right. Ooh. Exactly. Chef kiss. But then immediately after that. They do that sequence again, and then they win the match. Oh, I didn't notice that. So he doesn't kick out right after he kicks out at one. Yeah, that's weird. You know, I thought it was really weird, hmm. and that's how the Acclaim win the match. Hmm. Which I think is, again, I've, I said at the top of this, I feel like it's a weird choice to have them win. But I also feel like it's a weird choice to have them win because of Billy Gunn. Because they had teased that he was retiring. Yeah, like, and how now, does this work? How does this fit? I don't understand. Well, and now the acclaimed are now tied to Billy Gunn. Yeah. So now they can't really do much of anything until he leaves. Which, at so, this point, can he know? I, not until they drop the titles. That's weird. Which, again, there's another pay-per-view this weekend. They may drop the titles. <laughs> that would be intense. I'm just, I'm just saying. It, it's Ooh. a possibility. But, I mean, I gave this a three and a half. It was fine, but... Your, your three and a half is the middle of the road. It is. Road. It's my middle of the road. It was fine. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but it wasn't great. I don't know. Have you ever gone down below a three and a half? I have. I, I have given a fit match or two before. Oh, that's right, because we cried about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was a sad day. That was I hated day. myself afterward, but I, I have to be honest. And he, I, we talked about it afterward, and he understood. You know, it's fine. <laughs> he gave you a personal call. He's like, babe. I mean, he is my original wrestling husband. So we're still on speaking terms. (laughs) So it's fine. (laughs) But, okay. So are we ready to talk about this final match? Because this is going to... We're going to have to... I'm going to... We're going to have to go through this one pretty quickly. Because we're already at time. (laughs) Let's just go ahead and have a little fangirl. 
Oh my gosh. This just wow. <sighs> just absolute wow. Like this I'm is... a, I'm gonna bury the lead. I gave it a five. I gave it a five. I'm just gonna that's, <laughs> that's what I was saying, because I couldn't give the uh, the stampede match a four and a half because this is literally everything. This is like the Princess Bride of wrestling matches. <laughs> like it has it has comedy. It has you know, like really like dark low moments. It has uh -huh. real like intense character love and you know passion. Like everything like was executed perfectly. The timing was fantastic, and it just it just flowed so amazingly. And we we thought we knew. Yeah. We thought we knew what was going to happen. I sat there like, and then all of a sudden like stuff started happening, and I was like, oh, no, now this is going to happen. Wait, no, 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 this is going to happen. And it's like, I could, I was like a kid in a candy store, just like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't care because it doesn't matter because we won this match. Oh, everybody won. We all won this match. So just, you know, flashback to the beginning of the night where <laughs> Adam Cole and MJF are now tag champions together. ROH tag champs. And they bring those to the ring. Yes. Which MJF has the, you know, one on his shoulder and one around his waist. And, you know, I just... I feel like the overarching theme of everyone, what everybody was saying about this match was who's going to turn on who? Yes. And the answer to that was nobody. But it was teased, but it, it was, was teased so, very heavily. But so good. at the end, when all was said and done, nobody officially turned on the other. None of them which did. I feel like in any other circumstance, they would have the crowd would have hated this like it would have been a cop out they almost lost them it w because Ooh. they had a double pin that happened dude i and they flipped out and they and bryce ribsberg literally goes over to justin roberts and it's like hey it's a double pin so it's a it's a draw because they after collapsed like on each other a half an hour of a match because they, they, they collapsed on each other and Bryce counted one, two, three, and they both had their shoulders down and they both had arms over each other. Because they just were done. Right. Or were they? So they, they did the double pin and they added additional time. Because Adam said, five more minutes. Well, and that's a callback it to is. the first match that they had that ended in a time, like, or the and, time ran out, which never happens during a match. You always... Hear them say at the beginning of every AEW match, you know, this is, um, you know, this match is, will one be via pinfall or time. A, until time limit. But no one ever does the time limit no. stipulation. And so that's what made that so flipping good. Yeah, so, I know you were so mad about that, but it was awesome. Oh, I was. At the, in the moment, I was. But, but it, it ended up being probably one of the coolest things. Because it was such a cool callback to this. And because just like Because uh, initially... And the first time that in the first match that they did this, MJF said no. And he said no and, and just walked out. And he said no again, but he said no to the five minutes because he said it was going to be as long as it took to have a winner in fucking Wembley. That's what he said. <laughs> Direct quote. And I've never heard more F-bombs drop during a match than during this match. Seriously, they let him have it. It was fantastic. They, it was like they literally said backstage, like, you know what? Just say whatever you want. Like MJF is like, done. He was like, got oh, it. I understood the assignment. <laughs> how much money are we making for you? Exactly. I mean, I'm going to go get a kangaroo kick shirt right after this. Um, so, but I also loved the the Roderick Strong of it all. Because y'all, <laughs> so who, who, who is our Roderick Strong's least like, like, who is like your number one hater? Like, 
Shelby Patterson yeah, is I, his I, number one hater. I hate Roderick Strong. She I have gone stand him. on record for years on this show because we've been doing this show for years now, if you can believe it. I know. We, I have said so many times that I hate this man because he cannot talk on the he mic. He can't. He is so good in the ring. But he can't so act good. worth a damn. You give him a mic and it's like a baby learning to walk. <laughs> like he just, he is stumbling and he is trying It's like that kindergartner that's trying to tell a story and then they get stuck and they get stuck and they get stuck mm-hmm. and they get stuck and they get stuck. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and now they've added this stupid neck brace on him and it makes him look even stupider. <laughs> so he runs, he runs down to the ring and I'm he's trying. I'm your best friend, Adam. I'm your real best friend. And literally, Adam just goes, Roddy, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, just just go. Like, what are you doing here? Because he tried to hand him the belt yeah. to hit MJF with. Well, and, and that comes into play, you know, later. Yeah. Because Roderick comes back a few times. He does. Oh, that's right. That was near the end. Yeah, so the, the first one he did, it was like, he was just trying to get him to like. Get his attention yeah. and be like, no, leave him to come to me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I hate it. Oh I hate this whiny, like pick me bullshit. Like it's so, <laughs> so bad, but I'm supposed to hate it. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So really, it did. is he... Like, is this all is he the greatest wrestler of all time? No, he's not. But is he working me to death? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So so anyway, he comes back out and he's like, Here, here's the title. Hit him in the face. Because the ref gets knocked out. He which doesn't also, care about you. Bryce Rimsberg takes Bryce. the best bump from any ref I've ever seen ever. in my life. In history. He took a Panama Sunrise. He and it, it, you couldn't have landed that more beautifully. Because he, like, Adam went to go do um, do a Panama Sunrise on MJF. MJF pushes push. Bryce into it instead, and it's just perfect. And he's not knocked out for a good five. Like, good five I minutes. mean, he was dead. Yeah. He was D-E-D dead. And he, they were, like, yelling at him and, like, trying to get him to wake nah, up. But he soul was, was out gone. cold. Soul was gone. So while all of that, after that had happened... Roderick Roger comes back out and is like, hit him with the belt. Like, ref's out cold. Like, yeah. hit him with the belt and he can't do it. I, but because he can't do it, MJF rolls him up for the win. Yes. And it's a simple roll up, which makes me question if Roderick Strong had not done that, would MJF have won? Yeah. Because he, because he that, did it off of a distraction. So here's the other thing, and I'm going to add to that because... When MJF had Adam Cole on the announce table, he was going to do that drop, that that one spot. I, uh-huh. I said it wrong. The other like, pile driver. Pile driver. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He was going to do the pile driver, and he couldn't. He was like, oh, I can't do it, my best friend. And immediately Adam grabbed him and did it without hesitation. No hesitation. <laughs> None. Which no problem. Hey, if this means that we're gonna get heel Adam, I'm here for it. It is. It's. I'm here it's for it. It's on the cusp, man. It's right there. It is. It is like breathing to him. I mean, but honestly, I feel like you could still be like they could be friends, and he just be a heel now because MJF's a heel. That's fine. It's fine. He's great. Just but MJF guys. is so over as a baby face right I know. now. What has happened? What is this? What life? alternative universe have we stepped into <gasps> that but, MJF is now a baby face? But seriously, if if you buy this, this is the match that it's this. Mm-hmm. I, I which have, as it this is how it should be. Yes. The match. The reason why you buy a pay per view is because of the main event. Yes. That's the reason why you should buy it. 
That's like the whole, that should be the whole incentive for you to buy this. If, yes. If you're yes. making up other excuses to see other matches. Sure. Uh, but the whole reason why you should buy a whole pay-per-view full of eight matches is because of the main event. That if So they've done their job. Bare minimum. In hyping this matchup because they've, I mean. You couldn't have built this more beautifully. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I just love it because I wrote down, at the end of the match, Adam was but hurt. <laughs> And MJF tried to cheer him up with the tag titles. That's right. And Adam throws them. To the, and he had a little bit of, of a ring. pissy fit. And he had a bitch fit. He did. He did. He had a little temper tantrum. Um, and then MJF was like, well, fine. You just didn't even love me. You never cared about me. <laughs> F you. It's fine. I knew this would happen. So it was all about this, right? And yeah. he's holding up the title and he throws. He's like, fine. Fucking take it. And then he's like, all you want to do is hit me with it, so just hit me. And he turns around and holds his arms up. And just like, like Adam did. Just do it. This and is so, what you really want to do, so like, just and, hit me. And of course, somehow on the on the sideline, once again, Roderick Strong came back and he's like, yeah, do it, do it. But he doesn't do it. He can't do it. And they hug it out. Dude, that's And they're still best friends. That was the... I felt that hug from the bottom of my soul. Like that was a real hug too. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a, you know, like that was like a, like they were talking to each other hug. Like so that here, was a, ooh, Here's what I, I think is going to happen. I think that now they're like, okay, we are actual fray frays now. Mm-hmm. Like you, Boo-boos. I, I couldn't beat you. <laughs> Boo-boo, baby. So, but we have these other titles now. So now I think the kingdom who is, backing up Roderick Strong. That's going to come to That's play. That's going to be their next feud. Very nice. Which, I mean, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And we can put, you know... You'll just have to curb your enthusiasm for Roderick. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if he sits... If he's just in the background in this stupid-ass neck brace for the foreseeable future, I'm okay with it, to be honest you know with you. know he's not going to be. I know, but one, a girl can drink. I want okay? him to throw another TV. <laughs> yeah he just he throws tv screens he has no regard for property like it just yeah it's bad it's bad it's It's bad bad, but is it good though that's the thing i think that's that's the part that's a whole nother episode i think we could get into yes but i think that's what it's probably setting up for very fair but again there's another pay-per-view this weekend so i don't even know what's on the card for this one i think honestly Wednesday's going to set it up. Well, I, that's the only time that they can. They got set Wednesday it up. and they got Friday. But I mean, overall, for the whole pay per view, I gave it a four. Yeah. Because Solid four. there were more hits than misses. And the ones that did miss, they missed like, I don't know. It was like a foul ball. They didn't completely miss. It, it, was, it was in the realm of still being like, okay, like I watch this, but like it's, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't move me. <laughs> it doesn't move <laughs> me, per se. It's, it's, not, it's not a vibe. <laughs> not a vibe. <laughs> not a vibe. <laughs> All right, segment time. Let's go. Who is your ignorant slut? I, hmm, this was a hard one for me. Because I feel bad because it was not for me. I want to... I'm going to be petty. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The booking of the women's match. That's fair. Just the booking in general. Like, just do better. Yeah. Like, I know I feel like I keep... I'm a broken record with whenever we do AEW shows, but... And really, with WWE recently, like, just everybody. Book your women's division better. Like, come on. Like, 
they can be draws. They have been draws in the past. I mean, women have headlined WrestleMania for God's sakes. Like it can happen. Like, like you, you can do better. You just don't want to put in the work and put in the time. Yeah. Like you have the, you have talent that you can work with and you're just not doing it. Yeah. So, and they're on the wayside. And the reason why people think that the women's division isn't good is because you are making them think that they're not good because you're not doing a good job booking them. That's true. So that's fair. That that's a whole lot of it is perception, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't book it properly, then you're going to think the women's division is shit. So that's my ignorance slut and yeah. will be for AEW if they don't get their shit together. That's fair. <laughs> Who is your ignorance slut for this? Jericho. Oh, <laughs> now here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you are going to beg for this match mm. for years and years and years, and you are just so desperate, show up. Yeah. Show up. Honestly, this was the first time watching Jericho where I was like, I think it's time for him to retire. Yeah. I for real felt that. I, I looked at it and I was like, he could go to commentary. He could go just be a manager, have no problem doing that, have a feud with Don Callis as a manager. <laughs> like, there's so many options. Like, I sat there and I was like, I would not be sad if he stepped away from the ring. Because... I hope that he can go out on a better match than this, I, though. I would like that as well, but this, yeah. this, this put the seed of doubt in my head. Sure. And it was a strong one. Well, yeah, especially when you have... Sting and Christian Cage on this same Wait, card. Yes. Who we didn't even really talk about their performances, but like no, we they didn't. were stellar. Like so, mm, when you have as long as Sting doesn't go on top of the ropes, he's fine. <laughs> Just don't put him on the damn ropes. When you have when you have those two, it's kind of a stark contrast. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, kn- agree. I know Osprey can do better, and I know it wasn't him. Sorry, Jericho. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Jericho. You are my ignorance, lot. Oh man. Well, my EST. It, this was a hard one. Yeah. But Orange Cassidy, man. Yeah. It was between him. I thought you were going to get Trent. So Trent's my honorable mention. Trent. Trent Barrella, props to you. Like, again, you no, he is my Johnny Gargano award. Remember, that's, we were going to start doing that. That's fair. Um, so yes. he, he is my Johnny Gargano award. That's fair. Because he just, again, has no regard for his body. No. And apparently that is like top marks in my book. Yeah. Um, but he... He just was stellar. And when someone, again, is willing to just be like, hey, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, even though, like, my body will be sore for, like, a week afterward. But I'll do it. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, he was my Johnny Gargano yeah. award. Um, Orange Cassidy, just that that blood orange punch, which is what we're calling that it. Sick, we're man. Hey, if they, David, if they start calling it that. We are writing a letter. We, we, <laughs> we are getting royalties. royalties on that. Um, but yeah, just, just that, that whole spot and just him in a match like this when he just drops his whole, you know, lackluster, not lackluster, but you know what I mean, like lackadaisical demeanor yeah. and just goes. Yeah. Like he really is one of the best people so that they have on that roster right now. He's unreal. And I'm so glad that they are finally using him I'm glad to his potential. Past that, like comedy wrestler yeah, phase, like he he can do it. Yeah, he's great. But it's nice seeing him where he belongs. It is, yeah. So Orange Cassidy, congratulations! I think All this is right. your first EST award. And congrats to Trent Beretta for your first Johnny Gargano award. <laughs> so my Johnny Gargano award is 
mocks. Mm. There's nothing like that. He's just gonna be in I'm every time. Have, I feel like for AEW. So I promise. I promise. Not every time. I will not allow okay. myself to make it. But there, I will have nightmares of those spikes sticking out of his head. When you look like a pincushion, you that, know, like the, I feel like that's you know warranted. I, I had to walk away from yeah. their living room. I had to do paces. Yeah, like it was insane. That's my Johnny Gargano because that that is the nasty that's shit crazy. I've ever seen. But my EST is Adam Cole, baby. <gasps> what? <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> I fell for Adam's shit so many times in that match uh-huh. that I was 110% worked. I kept thinking that he was, like, immediately I was like, he's the bad guy. He's going to do it. He's going to turn and it's going to be it. This is it. Like I, and then I would like go back and forth and be like, wait, no, and this, like he worked me so hard that I, like my heart rate monitor consistently stayed at, <laughs> I think it was like 105 to 18, like 108. Holy like shit. my heart rate <laughs> was up y'all. Yeah. Like, and then to be able to do that to Bryce Rimsburg and to have Bryce Rimsburg trust you that wholeheartedly, mm. That's a big honor. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole is a phenomenal human being who has the phenomenal just trajectory ahead of him. He can do no wrong now. Like he can't. Yeah. He's awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so happy. To I hear know. It. I know. <laughs> I think also Lottie kind of influenced me because Lottie was crying and boo-hooing and okay. she would not do anything until I turned and faced her to watch the match. Cause she was mad cause we were letting her watch it. And every time Adam got hit, she would, she would start to whimper a little bit. So Adam, I know you're listening, right? Yes. Yes, honey. Hi. Congratulations. My, EST. My two month old daughter has a crush on you. Oh, okay. She one. was very concerned every time that you got hit. Now, I don't know if she registers anything that's going on right now, but it was very clear that it was whenever she, MJF she hit knew. you, she knew. Um, so y'all yes. got, you got onesies <laughs> you got baby onesies um, if they do they're gonna just take all my money yeah there's i'm just gonna be broke i, I really can't have them make onesies with baby on it Adam. because she will literally have one for every stage of her life and it will be the best thing ever <laughs> oh man but well yes. con- well congratulations congratulations to the winners congratulations to the losers <laughs> the ignorance looks because you get you get congrats too yeah congratulations yeah, no, it's this, like a razzie award this one was fun this was I, I enjoyed this one a lot and i mean hey we got through this one quicker than i thought we would so. i felt like we could have really just like we, gone loose yeah so i feel like we did pretty great high pretty, five love it oh very nice like, thank you wasn't a loud scary yes. one so David, David, what do we have coming up with Longwall Productions? I know probably a hell of a lot. <laughs> oh, um, nothing. Nothing um, falls. <laughs> no, um, I we have not had any time as I didn't think we would uh, to record a, a long walk talks. Oh sure, of um, course. In this month of August, so we're gonna have to knock Stan's final episode out uh, in September. Um, we apparently have another, uh, <laughs> AEW pay-per-view coming up next weekend. Um, we also have a WWE pay-per-view as well that oh. same weekend because they uh, just love to do <clears throat> that to us on Memorial and Labor Day weekends. Yeah. They just love to double up on us. They, they do. do. I won't be able to see either of them. So we have all out and payback for WWE. 
Because even though Sunday is a matinee, we got to load out afterwards. And Gina, you saw that set. Yes, I did. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. I have seen pictures of it. It's, it's very beautiful. But extensive. Yeah. So. Um, and I mean, that's it for right now. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll we'll figure out what's going on uh, business-wise with Long Walk once a soldier's play is over. I've got a, a short film that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, Race but car. Taco Cat. <laughs> taco Cat. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, Shelby, if people want to reach out to you online or follow you online, where can they do that at? Um, you can reach out to me personally on Instagram only um, at Slay All Ray. Um, I will warn you, it's a lot of my pictures of my daughter right now. And she's adorable um, and it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, she's great. She's awesome. But um, I think we are officially off Twitter yeah. now. I have kind I of mean, stopped updating our Twitter. I know because we had talked about that the last time well, we were we did this show. With with the whole changes of that, too. Oh, I don't want to stand behind it. I no, really don't. So no. we really weren't much on it anyway, no. to be completely honest Sorry, with you. Y'all. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at um, Long Walk Podcast or This Is The Takeover on Instagram. Gina, what about you? I am only on Instagram as well. And that is at Broadway underscore baby 1218. Um, I've been trying to get back, but most, mostly right now, I'm just like kind of like living in the real life. Like just living that real life of just like watching reels. What's that like? It's a deep, dark pit of... of no, I mean living in the real life. <laughs> I'd love to know. <laughs> it sounds like a TV show that was like in the 2000s that's like... You know, that like big brother kind of vibe. I mean, I'm just saying maternity leave can get kind of lonely sometimes. <laughs> so I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You got it. It's, you got it. <laughs> well, what about you, David? Where can they find you? Well, if you want to follow me online, oh, like the two of you, the only place to do that is on Instagram. I have a TikTok that I keep saying I'm going to use and never do. <laughs> uh, TikTok? Yep. You I feel can like follow me. That's the thing uh, to do for TikTok, right? It yeah. is. <laughs> Um, you either have a million videos or you have none. Exactly. Um, but you can follow me on Instagram at DB Hensley. If you want to keep up with the Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us. To see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the uh, Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Thank you, David. And for This is the Takeover, I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Bradford. And you don't have to be called up to the main roster. You're doing fine where you're at.